least one, but likely multiple points during this movie, right? I'm hoping that... So why don't you just tell everybody what we're watching then? Uh, we are watching uh, <laughs> Black Hawk Down. Yeah, boy. All right. From 2001. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite movies. Jumbo Cables hates this movie because... I hate it. He feels, Don't know why. He feels that it's racist. Wait, Joe, are you... <laughs> Joe, <laughs> are you looking <laughs> No, I'm serious. I actually really like this movie. Oh, that's what you meant. <laughs> oh, God. No, I, Mike, I really like this movie a lot. Mike, would you put this burden on me? <laughs> well, it, it, we're both going to have to bear this burden as we oh, watch. Oh, bullshit. We're both going to have to. I'm the only one that's going to feel bad about this. <laughs> Lily, need to go in the living room. Okay. Mm. Well. Say hi peace, everybody. I guess, uh... All we can do is just start it and then start talking about it. All right. Okay, let me put the... Actually, let me test... Let me know if my audio is picking up here. Right. Hold on. Stop. Don't play it. Okay. This is just a test. Hold on. Let me just jump ahead so there's noise. No, don't jump ahead. Oh, you son of a bitch. I did. Yeah. Good I, job. I told you not to. <laughs> Good job. Uh, That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I guess it's spoiled. So we're watching X Men Two. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well played, sir. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't see Logan yet, did you? Uh, no. Oh, yeah. oh damn it. Another episode of the old Docu Connection, and I think I stole the Retro Force Post Boost Fast Retro Force Go intro with that and welcome, which is, I guess, a long dead podcast. No one listening to this will remember. Though I hope I'm wrong there. I missed that show. Anyway, um, at the time that we recorded the episode proper, I hadn't seen Logan, but having seen it now, yeah. It's good, but that movie will hurt you. Oh, that thing is so sad. But, uh, yeah. Um, also, I should warn you, I have to, I have audio problems at, uh, later points of this review, and specifically have to switch out the microphone. Due to this being a commentary track, there wasn't a whole lot I could do, though I think one of the programs I ran the episode through may have fixed it. I don't know for certain. And quite honestly, I'm too lazy to go in and check. I'm sorry. I'll make it up to you somehow. Someday. I just don't know how. Anyway... Uh, if that didn't scare you away, then, uh, please enjoy this X2 commentary track. Uh, who's going, who's going to count down? Alright, um, I guess on one, three, two, one. Okay. And let me know if my sound's picking up. Are you hearing anything? 
No, I don't nope. Twentieth Century Fox bit. I, I don't hear. I see that, but I don't hear anything. Okay, cool. Okay, so now the the real challenge is Joe informed me. Well, he told me a couple things today over GChat. He said uh, that he was falling asleep at the end and that he really just didn't like this movie and he wasn't enjoying it at all. Uh, Joe had never huh. seen this movie. Wow. No, really? yeah. Um, had you seen any X-Men's prior to this? Uh, I saw the first one, but then when the second one came out in the theater, I just kind of wasn't interested, and now I can see why I wasn't interested. Okay, so it's just no, the first can't. one, and then hold on, hold on, Mike, hold on. Uh, so, so it's literally just the first film, and then this. No, 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 no. I've seen. I saw the first film when it came out in theaters, but I've mm-hmm. seen all the. the um, I just. I hadn't seen this one, and I hadn't seen uh, the last. Was it Last Stand? Mm-hmm. But I saw all. I saw all the ones after that. Did so you, did you see X Men Origins Wolverine? Yep, I saw all that. And you saw the okay. Wolverine? Yep. So mm. I had two. Hmm. Okay. So uh so you still haven't seen X Men three? No. Uh, keep it that way. No, okay. he, 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 you need to I think Joe will actually keep like it that. that. If way. he doesn't like this Jumbo Cables is speaking from a point of fanboy rage. No, it's not just fanboy rage. It's also like which, shitty fanboy writing. Which I understand. Mm-hmm. As far I guess, plot wise, X three is this is. It's somebody's I, terrible. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get stuck on this, but mm. plot wise, there's a, a a ton of missteps. But I think in the details of the writing and the execution, it's. It's there. So it's functionally it, sound, it, and that's it. It's it's nice to watch. But anyway, let's, no, it's let's, not. let's yes, it is. Let's talk about this. No, movie. it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's oh, not. Yes, it is. I'm sorry, yes, I won't watch this. Just, just let it go. Come on, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. It, it's a decent. It's very <laughs> underrated. But okay. anyway, this well, I, this opening sequence. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Now, Joe, where did you get lost? I didn't get lost. No, I mean, no, it, not, I mean, like, not lost. Where did it lose oh. you? <laughs> um, Where did it, it all just, go wrong? <laughs> it just... So, like, even this opening scene that we're about to see right now with the cool, flippity stuff it's and the blue guy, it's the, fine, I guess. It's not, most, yeah. not amazing, but, but, like, where the movie lost me, I guess, is, like, later on... Ah, so let, me think, let me think of the exact point. Um, when Wolverine came to the came to all you know was it the school when he went to the school and it just when, he, when all the rogue and all the other ones just started talking and stuff and <laughs> I, it just started to get played out and boring i just what? lost complete interest no, i didn't like it at all that's like it the just, third scene joe i just didn't it just it's the character build-up I know, but that's the thing. Like the, the movie was like two hours and I think like it was ten minutes or ten minutes, and it just it felt like this movie could have been maybe an hour and a half what? or something. Are it just you... oh my god, no, I'm serious. I'm serious. It just, Hold on, there, let me for, for what the story was. It just did not feel like 
this needed to be as long as it was. Now, Joe, I just really didn't see it. Joe, didn't feel like Joe told me, but it needs to be this long because it's a, it's a very character-driven movie, and it, it takes its time with a lot of characters. And a lot of... You have to remember, a lot of these characters we were seeing for, if not the second time, the first time. Um, so, so it really spends a lot of time and... You know, when we first saw this as X-Men fans, it was a lot of, oh, like, are they going to touch on this? Are they going to say this? What are they going to do? And, I mean, it still holds up for me. Like, You know what? I think I know what the problem is. I think when I first Flash saw the first, when I saw the first uh, X-Men movie, yeah, I was like, holy shit, this is the X-Men. Look at all of them. Oh, it's Rogue. It's all the, it's, This is so cool. But then now that I've seen so many X-Men movies, seeing this, the wow factor there is no wow factor it's just <laughs> hold on there's plenty like, of wow factor we're watching not an amazing really intro. no yeah. not really well, like right now the, the scene right now i mean like even this just like okay like whatever this, that's that's incredible like what is incredible about, about it it's a well list. let me let me stop you and say thank you guys for having that argument <laughs> because it let me just kind of like sit here and enjoy that <laughs> intro without having to like think but do anything doesn't take much thought. Well, piggy, piggybacking. Hold uh, on, uh, Joe. Yes, that's where we have a problem. But go ahead. <laughs> Big problem. I don't think you really. I don't want to say you. This is a problem I, I come across. No, listen to what I'm saying. This is a problem I come right. across a lot when a movie is like universally acclaimed, and then one person is like, "Oh, I didn't get it," or like a lot of times that turns into, "I didn't get it at the time," and a lot of that is because of. In my film history class, we learned to put things back into context. So you're sort of watching it and, and put things back into context for one thing. And another thing that you want to do is to remove your expectations. And going in blind always helps. Like I, I tried to go in blind to a recent film called Get Out, which was amazing. Uh, I want to see that. But I could not enjoy it I mean I did but the second trailer gave too much away so I knew what was coming and the whole time I was waiting for something to happen so I think part of the problem is you've seen like you've seen like what four or five X-Men films that's what I just that, said yeah. that have come <laughs> after this and have done yeah. have done what this film does like poorly um, a good example is the the Xavier Magneto conversation, which has been done uh, over and over and over again in, in so many different ways. Um, and I actually like this film because it kind of takes Magneto's there, but it, they kind of take a step back. But uh, also, you know, you're saying wow factor. Like this was only a couple years after X Men One. They didn't have you know they had more budget than the first movie but also like technologically wise there was only so much they could do um i i I think the reason why people love this movie is is for it's for the it's that's why it's so difficult to hear you say that you basically tuned out like 15 minutes into the movie because there was too much talking between characters 
I never said that. That's <laughs> basically, that. he said Wolverine showed up and they started talking and it was too much for you. I did not say the talking, I did not say the talking was too much for me. Well, what basically, was too much? Just, okay, the problem that I'm having here is just that I've seen these characters so many times already. And, I, and I'm sure from what you're saying, the execution and the way they do you know, all the character development is probably really good in this. Like, really, really good and probably the best out of all the movies. But I've seen these set of characters so many times already that coming back to this, it's just not... I just don't care as much as I probably should have. And also, every time I see Logan... I just think of Logan, <laughs> the movie, well, the new movie that's, Logan. That's kind of what Mike's talking about, though, is you're, I guess, maybe maybe in regards to what you just said, you're not able to kind of disengage from what you've already experienced. You're not able to kind of, like, put it back in context. You're kind of, it sounds like you're, you came in here with expectations based on films that came after this actually i came into this with zero expectations it's See, just what it's you just said prior but though uh betrays but, that because you were saying after seeing all these x-men movies prior to this you just can't get yourself to care well then maybe that's yeah but okay then you're right then that probably is exactly what's happening here then because it's just i just i probably have to watch the movie again and really focus hard and just like to see what you guys are seeing and why it's so great. But I bet I would have been able to see why you guys feel it's so great if this, if I saw this movie when it came out and not had seen all the other X-Men movies that came out and watched the cartoon over so many times and just seen these characters over and over and over again. It's, maybe maybe you just need a break from X-Men. Yeah, it sounds like you're, what you're saying is you're just sick of X-Men. Well, I was, like I said, I loved Logan. I loved Logan a lot. So, I mean, like, and I liked all the, you know, the, the later X-Men movies and everything. It's just, and also kind of like, Mike, what you were saying, like, not having a big budget and seeing all these X-Men movies that, you know, where the budget was getting bigger and bigger and more and more impressive. Like, the, the you know, special effects in this was okay. It was not great. So that probably didn't help as much either. So, I mean, like, also, you guys are coming from this, from actually seeing it when it came out. So you guys are kind of going back, you know, back and like remembering why it was so great. While this is my first time seeing this compared to everything else. So sort of. I mean, I guess you're I didn't see this till after I want to say I hadn't seen two till after I saw first class. Well, I hadn't seen it. So like, it's well, not like now. This is like well, what I'm saying. It's that's not completely accurate. And two is one of my favorites. It's my favorite of the original trilogy for damn sure. Yeah. Um. It. <laughs> it's just. It's hard to come at this other than that because I, I, you're trying. I think your nostalgia might be part of it. Um, but it's, I don't think that's totally the case because I, I remember I hadn't watched it in a long time. Um, and then a couple of years ago I put it on and it was when me and Jumper Cables were living together and I, I just put it on, uh, I think just cause I wanted to watch it and I wanted to see if it still held up because I, in my head, the original X-Men didn't hold up cause I just remember all the cheesy parts. Um, but I, I put it on and we lived with a lot of people and I remember... Like, Jumper Cable sat down, and we were all kind of talking in the living room. And then slowly, like, we had, like, a group of, like, five people who just 
sort of stopped what they were doing and started watching this. And a couple of people hadn't, hadn't seen it before, and one of them wasn't an X-Men fan. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that's... Something about this movie just pulls you in. And it, and it is... I, yeah. And I think the reason for that is because of these... The character buildings, the, the character, the writing is so strong. Like, I just... Like, this movie's so... It's so good that I wanted to introduce my girlfriend to to these movies, and I didn't start with one. I started with this one. And, you know, there's a little talk about, like, Liberty Island and a, and a few random things, like carryovers from the first movie. I had to be like, Senator Kelly, is he's, he's not who he is. He's a mutant who adopted that identity. But I didn't really have to explain that much to her. And I asked her afterwards... She was like, yeah, for the first, like, 10 or 15 minutes, it was kind of like... She basically just kind of accepted that she didn't know things, but then she was kind of in, and she, like, really dug it all, like, the concept. Um, So she kind of went in the opposite of the way you did, which was not having seen any of the films and not really knowing anything about X-Men, but, you know, she went and saw Logan with me, and we watched the first one, and she was interested... Um, and but I, 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 I just don't see the story like to me the story just didn't seem that interesting like I like the story of Days of Future Past way way more that's way bigger though like if that's your barrier for entry you don't enjoy a whole lot because that's literally the world has come to an end and we must like warp the fabric of space and time to fix it yeah yeah and, and that's like way i mean i, I just I, maybe i'm just not seeing what you guys you keep saying about the character development and the really good writing but i mean i was listening okay, well, maybe, to this and paying attention part of the i was listening world. to them i was listening to the movie and like just you know every i i didn't i listened to everything that the characters were saying and what was going on in the story and it just it just did not seem like that compelling of a story. So, I mean, I just don't... Why? Um, seeing um, it. I, I just... That's what I can't really wrap my brain around is... I think the, the plot is... Well, first of all, the plot's based on a, a comic, which was a, a lot different. It was based on, a, like, a preacher who was... Stryker was a preacher in Mobile Ball, so they changed it quite a bit, but... So... Just explain the plot to me. So to me, watching it, the plot is basically that, that the striker fellow mm-hmm. is basically just trying to get control, trying to like control all the mutants so that they're, <coughs> so he can, he's trying to get Cerebro or whatever, so he can finally uh, have the ability to control all the mutants. And to me, that just seemed like the general idea of what was going on in the entire movie. I mean, there's, I didn't oh, really, I mean, yeah. is there much more than that? I mean, uh, that's what it seemed so this is that's a very um it's it's pretty surface level take and also it seems like you missed some of the nuance like when i when i look at it i think striker is a uh, you know everything in x-men is always an analog for the real world uh and there's a some stuff in here that's about gay rights you know a lot of it's about race but or allegories rather but so, so Stryker is a military man. He's completely a a bigot, 
um, his backstory is that his son was actually born a mutant. And, yep. and he's a, a really powerful mutant. And Charles failed to save his son. Uh, Stryker is someone who's been interested in using mutants to, uh, you know, try to understand their powers to weaponize them or, or control them or whatever. So the plot is actually... Uh, he's using his, his son to control different people. But he wants it. What he wants is he wants to use his son to control Charles, to control Cerebro, to basically murder all of the mutants on the planet. Mutant genocide. Okay, but I've heard that kind of story like in different ways so many times. It's it been told a great number of times. Yeah, and I like I, I mean that's probably uh, why one of, in general. Prob- that's probably one of the reasons why I was just kind of tuned now because like all right, I've heard this already. This has kind of been done. It's just, it's just, to me, <laughs> this particular story has been done over and over, at least from what I've seen. So it, I, I guess that's why I didn't, but it didn't feel as interesting to me I, as other stories I've heard. To me, it sounds like you just weren't willing to engage with the film. Like, you, or it, before you said it, you were, this is where we lost you. Yeah, right around, right around here. It's yeah. just hard to get kind of... <laughs> yeah. Um, I, so if you, I, you were at this point, you were like, ah, I don't know. And then by the time like the plot stuff like hasn't even happened yet. Yeah, but what you just described to me, and I'm like, try, I'm connecting all the dots again, all the different scenes together from what you just told me. I mean that that still doesn't sound very interesting to me. I mean, it really doesn't. So I mean, I, I mean, I. I'm starting to like even after what you just told me, and if I were to like watch this movie again and really just pay attention, I don't think I would be any more interested. Like what I described was very sure. That's that's the plot of the film, but right. The the reason people love this film and like they put it in the same breath as The Dark Knight is because it gets. Whoa! Really? Yeah, they do. Oh yeah! Absolutely. It's what up there. the hell? All right. Yeah. I think I think uh, two is the magic number uh, because you don't have to because one is usually the origin story, mm. so there's a lot less characters you need to develop. You can a put more time into villains or future characters or whatever, and b you've got an existing world to kind of build off of. So. so. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do find it funny that uh, we've now kind of like have a complete uh, sort of like hatred trinity of the original three X-Men movies mm. I hate the first one Joe hates the second one and Mike hates the th- wait I've switched it up Mike hates the first one I don't Joe actually don't hate like the first one I rewatched I it like- I rewatched it recently and it's 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 cheesy and corny, but it's 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 got some really great moments. Well, thanks for ruining that ruining that for me, Mike. <laughs> you yeah, always I, do, though. Yeah, I I really just think if I would have saw this movie back when it came out, I I think my I would have thought very differently of it. But it's just now I, it's not. <laughs> I don't find this very interesting at all. Well, I uh, know. That's the thing about movies that I've learned is you you do have to try with them. Like if something's 
challenging you or not interesting, you kind of got to stay with it. Uh, at least that's how I try to approach movies. Uh, like if something's tired, I always give it more chances, you know, if I'm like, oh, I've seen this. Um, but, but I guess what I was saying earlier was, you know, put... Like, I guess that's that's just the problem is, like, the context is you weren't able to divorce yourself from that. But, so I guess I, we can only talk about... Going back to that Dark Knight uh, example, like, you know how everybody's, like, now I would say, like, oh, Logan, like, the question in my head is, is it as good as the Dark Knight? Like, it might be mm-hmm. better, like, in my brain. I'm still trying to figure that out. But when The Dark Knight came out, I was trying to do that with this movie. I was like, is this as good as X-Men 2? Like, cause, because this was the standard for so many years. Uh, I think Wizard even ranked this as the best comic book movie. In a list that came out like the year after this movie, when there weren't that many, but still. Yeah, I want to say it was uh, the, the two like sort of measuring sticks prior to Dark Knight were either this or Spider-Man 2. Yeah, and... and See, I still, like, look at that. That's beautiful shit right there. Like, I love how this looks. Um, it's like a universe. Like, I personally still think that looks amazing, and it's really cool, and it's a cool concept. But if you've seen First Class and, you know, all the ones that came after it, I guess this would be probably, like, the fourth time you've seen it. But this, when it came out, this was the first time that we ever saw that. Yeah, like, just seeing that right now, that was cheesy. I <laughs> That was not great. Well, yeah, you've but, already seen better yeah, versions I know. I, of yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, once again, if I think if I saw this back then, I'd be like, wow. And I bet even, like, watching this again, I have a bit more appreciation for it. But now, it's just, I've seen this already. It's like I've seen I, this. I, I did, uh, like... This argument, well, like, Joe, that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> it probably is a personal problem. I personally don't like this movie. You, <laughs> you didn't. Fine. You were even saying you were skipping around at the end. Yeah, at the end, not now or anything. <laughs> I guess because yeah, the question here because is: I was, Do you think it's a bad movie? I don't know. I do not think it's a bad movie. And the more you guys talk about it, and the more like crazy amount of love this movie seems to get which is still kind of blowing my mind here um i can I, I think i understand why i mean like it does seem to kind of really give a lot of the characters like talk about a lot of the characters and all that kind of stuff so i, mean, I can understand i think i can understand why a lot of people really love this movie but to me it's just there's just not enough here when i know there is enough there there's... in a sense character development blah 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 but it's just <laughs> to me it's just it's shit that I've already seen. See, you jump. That's, that's fine. Mm. But the, that's okay. Let me let me say that's fine for me. It's it's not because it's. I mean, well, I'm I'm fine with it because it's Joe's opinion. I I don't care that he has an opinion yeah. that kind of like clashes with mine as long as he's not trying to infer something about my opinion based on his yeah what? no no I, no i totally get why you guys like this movie i get it i just personally don't like it <laughs> so, so it's it's just not well for me. i still love you Joe. <laughs> i don't <laughs> i think uh, i i don't know it's 
you saying that you get why we if you got why we liked it then you would you would like it too I don't I, believe that because no. it's 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 not like a, I think he's he's saying from a technical standpoint yeah it's, you can it's understand. Yeah. I experienced this well I, I know in theory you you, you say that but <laughs> but you know all the like we're, we've missed so many just like little touches that, that this movie does already and there's but there's a lot more left that uh, it's just so I, I don't know man yeah let's um let's uh at the very least take a break from <laughs> why won't Joe love this well let me okay before uh, we do that let me do just... some other stuff what like first first Mike and then I'll ask Lionel like first Mike what are the things like what are the things in particular you really really like about this movie uh, um can I go first because I don't think I'm gonna have as many as Mike go ahead alright first yeah you um I appreciate it as sort of like um jumping off from the first movie I feel like it builds off of it pretty well and does a really good job of doing its own thing in a way that I actually feel is a bit better than The Dark Knight like I don't feel like it forgets anything important builds off of uh, what was done well and kind of just uh, makes for a, a better film They all the character moments kind of establish uh, both group and individual dynamics um, it's, it's just fun to see these characters interact they juggle, they juggle a lot of them really well yeah, it's it's doing a very good job of like building the world both like directly and indirectly. Like I like really convoluted like complex world related stuff, but uh, this kind of satisfies the same need without being convoluted and kind of busy, which I think objectively is a, a like a like a positive for this. Um couple minor things. I like Nightcrawler showing up. That's my boy. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm having brain farts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. It kind of like... It does a lot of things that become uh, points I appreciate about the franchise as a whole. And... uh, think that's it i'm probably gonna think of all the other ones as the movie goes on but uh mike it sounds like you're chomping at the bit there no not really i'm just watching it um well you you mentioned nightcrawler and we kind of glossed over the fact but you know for me it's all the little things and we missed a big one at the beginning which was I, i think for a lot of this film and the films in general it's you know they really put it into the into the real world not just the allegories but it's like oh what would this be like you know whether it's you know you know bobby heating or freezing the the coke for for logan or what whatever but it's like you know there's probably a lot of people right now especially who would like to kill the president and then there always is (laughs) but you know this movie kind of goes there when it's like okay we have a mutant who could do that like he has the means to pretty get in there and surprise a bunch of well-trained people in the name of his cause and he goes into the white house and wants to stab the president in the heart with a and leave a statement about 
the treatment of his race on the president's dead body. Like, that's... It's such a... You know, and the way it's shot, too. Just the, the editing with the scene, then it ends and it tilts, and you see that mutant freedom now on the little red ribbon. It's, it's Yeah, that... That actually does more, maybe more than actually having stabbed the president uh, when you just find the knife there, because it lets you know that he can. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary because, as like a, I guess a fan of the series, you know Nightcrawler is far from the most like powerful or dangerous mutant out there. Right. That's something that uh, Logan actually does really well. Um, there's a lot of like this is what you know how would these things fit into the real world like it would it would change a lot you know obviously but there's still certain anything that's why the X-Men resonate in general there's certain you know things that are universal that are always going to exist like night like what is you know what is a mutant who's a catholic look like you know he lives in a church mm-hmm. and he carves all these skulls into his body because he's he feels guilty for the things that he's done um but what was the question <laughs> that was a, what do we like about two yeah that was like the, why why do we like it so much oh that was the night crawler tangent um I love Nightcrawler. I'll probably go on another tangent about him later. Uh, uh, right, and to, to that specific point, I wanted to say that, first of all, Joe, I do still love you. <laughs> I guess. Uh. Um, and, you know, part of what I appreciate about Logan is that it took something... It took what I love, and it, and it did... It did it in a in a genre way. It mixed different film genres, um, and made something incredibly unique. Um, and this this film is kind of a product of not so much. Like it's hard to say. It's it's a mix of obviously the comics and you know trying to think what would that look like in real life, but it's also. It's not. It doesn't bang you over the head with it, but I feel that it. It's very much. It, when you have a character-driven film, it's all. It's all the acting. You know. I think everybody really sells a lot of really complex shit here, under the guise of you know laser blast and fucking claws going out. But there's like this, like little moments like this where it's like, you know. He's just walking through the halls, like, looking at all the kids, like, oh, you can't sleep because humanity hates you? Right. Oh, you can't sleep either? All right, well, let's just fucking chill out, you know? Or, like, here, cool this off for me. Right, and I think that... Well, um, kind of, like, like, seeing, like, solid acting and character moments based on, like, unique aspects of uh, this world helps to uh, flush it out, make it more real, and it kind of becomes world-building by default. You know what I, I will say about... Uh, it's hard to talk about this without talking about Logan, because I just saw it, but I guess it's a trait with X-Men in general, is that I think Logan 
is definitely the most human film out of all of these. I think this is probably mm-hmm. the second most human film. Um, the thing is, it's just for for as much time they give Logan in in his own film because it's his film. You know, there's only a, a small cast of characters that they really develop well. Um, mm-hmm. This film, I think they did like as best they could, and I think they did they pulled it off with. We've already talked about it. We said it over and over of giving each character their moments, um, but it, but it's kind of spread out with all these characters. But I mean, like if you don't want to, if you don't like just watching actors act, <laughs> which I know a lot of people don't, um, and you know Logan's kind of balanced with a little bit of spectacle. Not as much as other films, but um, you know this this film it, it is a little imbalanced, which which I don't mind. Um, you know, there's not a lot of it. it it's hard for me to say that because there's just so much character drama in this, and they really try well, to no film's perfect, right? I, See, I don't look at it as a bad thing. For me, I want to learn more about all these characters. Um, you know, the, the little exchange between Charles and and Magneto there, like, you know, it's also coming off the first film where you're like, oh, yeah. like, where's Magneto? Oh, he's in this plastic prison. Like, what? Something's wrong with him that we don't quite know yet. And Charles is going to talk to him, and they they have this. Great, and I, I love that moment that's coming up where it's this moment here where they're kind of talking. I wish I had my subtitles on, but Magneto's basically just you know warning him that you know it, it, it's literally a this is what I warned you about, Charles. It, it is these humans, <laughs> and it, and that's these what I, fucking humans. That's what I appreciate about this film even more so about previous films is they they kind of they really ram you over the head with like no Charles no like like they're they're bad they're bad you know they hate us we gotta kill them Charles and Charles is just like no they're still good in them this Mm -hmm. film doesn't dwell on it that much it's very much it just they kind of you know you should have killed me when you had the chance Charles you know, you're not willing to do things by any means necessary, and these are the consequences because you want to save everybody. Yeah. If you can't, but it's also sorry. Finish. Oh, oh I, I was thought. just gonna say if you know, Charles is unwilling to put an end to the fight, and Magneto is, but that's the torture of Magneto is that he has to watch it all happen, and he's mm-hmm. kind of, especially here he's powerless to. <laughs> to end it, you know, he's stuck mm-hmm. in this plastic prison, and he's, you know, you have to understand. Magneto's been fighting this fight his whole life, and every time he's in prison, he's, you know, there's just mutants being killed out there for no reason. Mm-hmm. So, so there's also certain things that, for, for me, seeing all those other movies too, kind of helps this movie like it makes it better for me 
in a way. Like, I know his history. Like, I know all of the shit that he's gone through. And this is where he's ended up. And it's... Mm-hmm. So, for uh, for me, when I watch a character-driven movie, that's what's going on in my head. Like, I don't mind that things are exploding right now, even though they're about to. Um, because there's, there's so much there that's unsaid with these characters. Or, or that, you know... Every, yeah. Everything I just said there is behind, like, you know, a short dialogue exchange. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a testament to the writing. Um, so, so I, I don't know. I, I guess, <laughs> Joe, if you, if you don't like it, then I guess I can't... I mean, I definitely can't force you to like it, but... I, I would, so... I, I, would, so. I, I would say... In, in a few years, come back to it. Oh shit! That is so, killing Wolverine right now. Mm-hmm. So I think, after hearing what both of you guys said and what you both love about the movie so much, and yeah, like going back to what I said, I do understand why you guys like it, and so many other people like it. But I think what the real problem is is that the way I came into this was um, well. Before before I say this, just want, I want yep, to let you know. I do like character-driven movies. I like them tremendously. But I think what the real problem was is that I came into this, you're going to hate this comparison, I came into this, like I come into when I'm going to watch a Transformers movie. I came into this expecting like tons of crazy oh, mutants, yeah. you know, mindless, and powers, and mindless shooting and stuff. Shoot and, and what I'm getting is long periods of dialogue, of, of hearing stuff that I've heard many times over right and and other X-Men movies. Yeah, but this right here, this is this is like small, it's, this is like very small periods of action when what I was expecting was tons and tons and tons of action and not very much story development. I just wanted to see the X-Men <laughs> being the X-Men. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't really, but, but once again, if I came into this knowing that there was going to be story and character development, I probably would have cared more and paid more attention, but that's not what I was expecting here. In my mind, I was thinking, okay, this is the second X-Men movie released, so there's probably going to be a truckload of action because that's what they want people to see. They want to see lots of X-Men doing what they do best. But no, I was not expecting this, and when I saw it happen, I just tuned the hell out. Well, that's, that's it's, yeah. it's one of... Uh, I don't know, like, the parts that really kind of make up what people come to X-Men for. One of them is the action. Some of it is the drama. Some of it is the social element. And I guess we get much you talking about the comics. We have, like, a good crossover with other elements. But, um... Uh... I forgot what I was saying was... Like the um, later X Men movies yes, are really more are like way more action packed than this one. This is just like it's much slower paced and there's a lot more exchange of dialogue and trying to understand the characters and what's happening and so like all the things you guys were saying, which is really cool and it sounds like it's you know, there's a lot going on here, but it's just not personally what I was expecting or what I wanted from this movie. Right. So Jump of cables. I think he uh, cut out. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, you're, you're there. You're there. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Joe, what do you think of the movie? 
You went out again. Okay. You keep up. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, we can't cut anything out, so that scream's staying in. <laughs> no, I, I don't know when I'm in and when I'm out. You're, you're, so, like, I start talking. And you're, then I you're, out you're in. I, I, I heard you. He wanted to know uh, what you thought of that Wolverine scene. It was great. No, no, not uh, that scene. Oh, okay. The second, the second Wolverine movie, the Wolverine. Where he goes mm. to Japan. Oh, yeah, that, that was that was a special movie. That was a. Uh, I still liked it. It was you know lots of action and I liked the you know Japan setting and all that stuff. So I was fine with that. I mean, it wasn't the greatest because, movie, but it was okay. So that fun. makes sense. So it was I want to say in X Men, in regards to X Men in general, you like the more action stuff. Well, it's not so much that I like the more action stuff. Like, for instance, Logan, which I you know won't spoil anything. I mean, there's a, a lot of great action scenes there and a lot of great story stuff there. I do like story and I do like character development, but I, that needs to be something that you know I I know is going to happen when I go into the movie. I had no knowledge of what was going to happen in this movie, and my first impression was that since it was the second X Men movie ever released, it was going to be highly action packed because it's the sequel to the first one which had a lot of that in there. So it's just, you know, that's that's where my mind was. Yeah. It wasn't lots of story and character development. Well, that's, okay, that's, all right. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was getting at earlier, uh, even mm. though you said that you did go into it with no expectations. Well, I clearly I did. <laughs> I didn't think about it, but I, I clearly I did. Yeah, and that's kind of what, you know, as soon as you texted me that, I kind of... That was one of the thoughts that was rolling around in my head, um, which is it's actually interesting to talk about because where the X Men movies, like the last movie, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> the the last uh, X Men movie, uh, X Men Apocalypse, um, I thought it was fine. I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, liked it too. Um, a lot of people gave it shit because you know this this is kind of. I think this has been replaced by Logan as kind of the crown jewel of, of the series, um, but people still, you know, people. I want to say first class had right. usurped this. Right, right, that. right. Uh, obviously, but um, like this is like kind of this still felt original. They backed a little bit away from the, you know, it wasn't redundant with the. Apart from kind of the end, and you should have killed me when you had the chance, Charles. It still <laughs> had a little bit of that Magneto, Xavier push pull, but largely it's it's Stryker and Logan and kind of the kids' story, um, and, and that's it's funny. It's funny hearing you say that you went into it like a Transformers movie because that's kind of what a lot of critics have been saying uh, that they don't like uh, about where the series has gone you know with X-Men Apocalypse people were saying that excuse me. it's starting to feel a little tired with you know that you know they literally have dialogue from the first movie at the end of that movie <laughs> between Ex <laughs> Xavier and I personally I was kind of in between like eh, it's a nice callback but it's kind of redundant and like when I started hearing people say that it was starting to get redundant, like I, like I like the movies. I love X Men so much. It didn't bother me that that's what they were doing. Like 
going more spectacle driven Mm. but at the same time I definitely understand that criticism where it's like yeah you know that's you know when we watched the X-Men cartoon we went through four episodes and they were insane and only one of them one of them had one of the episodes had Magneto in them um it, it is kind of like that's and that's what this movie kind of does right is it gives you new characters it gives you the you know familiar faces kind of expands the roster um Eric takes a little bit of a backseat but we're still glad he's there mm. it's it's a uh, but but the, I, I think that they kind of read the success of the franchise as the they established themselves with this, the first three movies as having this arc about Charles versus Magneto and then they went back and it felt fresh again but then you know it's like how many more movies can we make about that when there's so much you know there's Omega Red there's Sabretooth there's all this other shit and luckily Wolverine is a popular enough character that we can get some interesting side movies with him but at the same time I'm glad where Logan went and and I love it um but I'm sure Jumbo Cables, you remember the the Wolverine fatigue of the '90s. Um, I want to say the Wolverine fatigue happens once a decade, <laughs> <laughs> at uh, least. It, it just kind of it becomes. He's just that popular a character, though. Yeah, it's like it, it's funny because I, I didn't I didn't really read that much X Men because there it felt like there were too many characters and too much <laughs> shit going on. Well, yeah, they've uh, they've had how many X, not even just X spinoffs. Like, there's been multiple points where um, the comics were separated by teams. Oh, Doctor Hank McCoy. Yeah. Um, CGI. Like I want to say, in the '90s, there's like uh, there was like a point where they were Team Blue and Team Gold, and mm-hmm. uh, in the odds, it was uh, Cyclops X Men versus Wolverine's X Men, and mm-hmm. Then, of course, you have X-Force, X-Factor, Excalibur, <laughs> and any number of like other teams. There's a lot, but when you consider you know, these characters center around the fact that, like, I don't know what percentage of the world is mutant, but there's a lot there. There's a lot to take in. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, I guess my point was, like, look at all the shit that they touched on in... The on the '90s cartoon, like I think that's a yeah. that's a good baseline for us. Like I'm not even talking about the four episodes that we watched, but like the whole thing, how many different arcs and how many different mutants they covered. And at this point, there's been like almost ten, if not ten, X-Men films, and we've really we've really gotten to know like maybe four or five mutants. Mm-hmm. Like really well. Um, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> but like this is a, this is another like. Just, Seems like that should have killed him. Well, I, I don't know. That's a lot. But, th- but that's a see. That's another just little touch of this film that I love. That pays mm-hmm. off later, where it's like as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, like. 
that's kind of ingenious because you know it kind of yeah. answers a question you know in a unique way about it's like well you know there's iron in people's bloodstreams can magneto control that mm-hmm. and i guess the answer is there has to be enough yeah, if there's enough. And then you get that breakout scene from the prison, which is like such an iconic scene in comic book history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's actually now take a break from why Joe doesn't like this movie, because uh, we've literally done it for 48 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, going back to a scene we kind of uh, talked over... Uh, I don't know if we got anywhere near as much of this in the first X-Men movie, but kind of getting to see Wolverine tear ass there Mm -hmm. and be as lethal as he actually is on screen was a treat for me when I saw this because um, you'll get a lot of him like ripping people up in the other films. And in the cartoon we kind of grew up with, you would always see him like right before he puts them claws to work. Like, you can make a drinking game of how many times Wolverine kind of jumps on someone, raises the hand up, and they're like, Wolverine, no! (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, as I got older, it was like, Wolverine, yes! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, another thing where the context is is a lot, especially if you just saw Logan, like, that scene's gonna look tame. Yes! But but when... But you know, I, I, I still like it, and I'm glad that they got their PG-13 rating. Um, but it was like, yeah, exactly. It's the first time Straight we got. Dudes. Yeah, he was ganking dudes from behind. <laughs> yeah, it gets oh. it's pretty crazy in Logan. Very, very crazy. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about this kid? Eesh. Oh, I feel bad That's for him. Rough. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, all they needed was like a show a little bit of drool, and that would make you like have it foam. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just staring at him. But I mean, yeah. like you were saying, you said, right there, saying earlier about the. You know, I, I kind of went over the plot earlier about what his deal is. Um, mm. And the sort of, yeah, the general plot is fairly simple. But then you have, when he's talking to Charles at some point, he, like, it's really in the nitty-gritty of the, the I keep saying it, of the characters in the dialogue when he has that line later on where he's telling them about, how, you know, how, how they're dealing with a... You know, a, a you know a child who is growing up, who is realizing, or even not realizing, that they have all like tremendous power. And he says they try to discipline him, but then he he forced his own mother to see horrific images, you know, that she couldn't take. And then I'm not sure if he made her do it or if she did it because she just went insane from it. But she, you know, she took a he says he took she took a drill to her brain to try and bore the images out like to me that that's just an example of the writing you know, I, I wish, really wish I had the subtitles right now <laughs> but, yeah 
And but the, that's um, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's gonna say in his delivery. You know, like he really sells yeah. it as a piece of his past. Of you know, I mean, it's why he hates mutants. I mean, mm-hmm. that that kind of shit is that's Trump bringing out you know people who who had their family members killed by immigrants on stage, like. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, mutants are fucked up, so we gotta do something about this. You know, he's he's not seeing like, oh, like, it's not the real problems that most mutants face like this, where it's like, how do we make out? Yeah. It's like, too much, too much, uh, or not enough. Yeah. Well, both. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say, uh, in regards to that, I guess uh, part of the reason why I wanted us to get off of uh, uh, the whole Joe thing is because I've been trying to make this point for like 20 minutes, which is uh, this film is really good about kind of uh, being fair about the issue. I know um, X-Men as a whole is about is sort of Blah, 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 words, thoughts. Um, it's kind of like the mutants in this are always about being the other, mm-hmm. the ostracized group, the outcast, what uh, what have you. But um, this movie, maybe more than any other film, I feel like, is really about kind of like extrapolating and really depicting the mutant issue as, you know, outside of a analogy for some other issue the unique aspects of what something like this would be in our world and I feel like it's maybe one of the most fair about the issue because mm. they really front load this film with like all the reasons why mutants existing would be terrifying and you would want some sort of control in place granted the guy who seems like he's going to institute this then, you know, goes forth with his own profoundly sinister agenda and you understand why a control like this would be scary and maybe couldn't be utilized. Um, I'm going to take a break from talking so we can really <laughs> take in what's about to happen here. Because <laughs> this shit is raw. Right. Well, going back to what you're just saying is yeah it's such a great scene you lift he can feel the metal you know speaking of why mutants would be terrifying to normal ass people Mm -hmm. well it's mean look what he can do with Mm. such a small amount like how much power he has that's all he needs yeah think about how much is actually like when forms yeah with that much metal, just straight murdered a guy in the most. Ugh. That's a way to go. Yeah, and I'm not. It might seem like I, I keep harping on the the issue that Joe doesn't like it, but it's. <laughs> I, I, I'm really just backing over the things that I've already said because they they keep coming. They keep coming up because it's why I love the film. It's like, Magneto don't need a bridge. Go where he won't to. 
See, see, I wanted. It looks weird to me. I wanted his arms to be behind him, not in front of him. Seems strange. He's posing, Joe. He's literally strutting. Yeah. He's an old man. Well, I was listening to the uh, director's commentary before this, and one of the things they said was originally he was going to make a ball and then hold on to the ball. Hmm. <laughs> they, they that were, wouldn't look anywhere near as cool. No, he, they, he, they were like, that does that looks fucking weird, him hanging on to a ball. <laughs> so they <laughs> it. Uh, but see, mm. uh, here's another one of those moments where it's... She's saying, have you tried not being a mutant? Right? Yeah, this is clearly the uh, the gay bit. Right. Have you tried not being gay? <laughs> yeah. See, it's just... Oh, man. See, like, Whereas when they say this mutant problem, you could probably tie that to uh, the whole immigration thing. Yeah. Like, you can yeah. literally... You can literally find the sort of analogy at every point, but... Uh, I feel like this movie does a good job of also depicting the whole mutant thing as unique. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the analogies are there, but they don't beat yourself over the head. They don't beat yeah. you over the head with it. I mean, the first time I heard the Have You Tried Not Being a Mutant thing, like, I just thought it was funny. And then I <laughs> heard the director say, like, oh, this is all about gay rights. And that's what that line meant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it just works so well in the context of, of mutants. It's kind of a sad truth that discrimination is so much a part of our world that it translates so well into fiction. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, that's the thing, and that's that's the reason why kind of like playing it playing it across the board does so well with the uh, X Men franchise is that even if you're not gay or you're not a minority, there's bound to be some aspect of this othering that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. I love this moment too. That's just. It's my boy. It's like yeah, the the movie's long, but I'm I'm just so happy that we get shit like this. Like finally a moment between Storm, you know. Well, yeah, it wasn't in like across these this this original trilogy. Like one of the things you hated was that Storm was just kind of like pushed to the side. Yeah, it's. She has a little bit more to do in, in three. Uh, I, I don't even remember what she did in three. She has a little bit more to do here, like mm-hmm. emotionally. Um, she's kind of there for Nightcrawler, and they have a, a little arc together, which is, is really cool. I really appreciate it. It's mm-hmm. you know some you know when you have TV shows, it's always like here's the A plot, here's the B plot. This film kind of has like. You know, C through F plots. Yeah. But they fit so well in that they don't. Like, it, it all kind of. It kind of wraps around in the end, and it has it, all these little tiny arcs, you know, the, between Bobby and and uh, Fireboy. You know, there's that rivalry, rivalry built in the beginning where they're, they're like, you know. It actually gets established in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. He's in there, but he has, like, one no lines, actually. But, you know, and then you see him, you know, we just saw him kind of lurking around their house and seeing that they had such a nice family and shit. It's just the little things like that where he's, you know, 
He feels alienated even within his own mutant community. And that's an, mm-hmm. that's just another layer of... Like, I... I, I yeah. Yeah. Like, and I it, mean, that's... It happens. Yeah, actually, I kind of want to get on that for a second. Um, that's something, looking at it now, I can really appreciate when like you have let's say you have strong feelings about one or more issues and uh, people who seem like they would be in opposition to that should just be someone you can write off like clear cut oh this guy's saying this but i can appreciate the depiction of that when you kind of don't have the option of like standing on one side of the line in the line in the ground or the other Mm-hmm. Where you kind of have no choice but to try and make these worlds meet, and how difficult that is. I guess that shows in Xavier's struggle, in these characters' struggle, but you have like a very personal aspect of it in the case of Bobby, where you see his parents clearly trying. It's funny to talk over someone getting shot in the head. <laughs> <laughs> you see his parents clearly trying, but they don't get it. They're clearly worried. Um, and then here you have his buddy right here who's kind of like very clear about where he stands on this he's about to show us yeah. um, go ahead because I'm kind of losing my point as I talk about, this talk is, about it I mean this is you know that's such a, it's you know the brilliance of the writing here is that he kind of what the hell is his real name? Pyro? No, what's his real name? Oh, his real name? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, uh, Johnny, I think. Or John. Uh, where John kind of has, you know, he's been in the background and we he feels rounded already. Um, and he kind of, when it's his time to kind of take the focus in the plot here, where it's like, okay, the cops in the wider plot, I mean, like the cops show up, Wolverine's down for a second you know they're all about to be arrested we need mm-hmm. somebody to do something okay let's have John kind of they, they use where they've already been taking him and kind of mm-hmm. elevate him uh, I guess what I enjoy about it is it's a character moment and a plot element kind of fusing together you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And there's actually a... I don't know if the term meta is proper here, but there is a little bit of kind of like a tension boiling over for fans of X-Men who've read the comics or watched the cartoon because you know mm-hmm. Pyro as a, a member of uh, the Mutant Brotherhood. Right. So you see him with the team. You see him kind of like on on edge and especially like ill at ease around humans but not not necessarily hostile you're kind of wondering when the shoe's gonna drop (laughs) and this is kind of like that point yeah it it is it's actually it's pretty rare thing to it's not rare but it's like hard to do correctly you know and you don't Mm -hmm. normally notice that sort of thing it's like i remember stallone saying at the end of rocky we've all seen rocky right yeah yeah I can spoil, oh, yeah. I can spoil it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I, the movie's like 40 years old, so if you, you guys haven't seen it, then... But anyway, Stallone has talked about, you know, kind of that convergence of character development and plot, um, and how that's why Rocky is such a, a great ending, is because you have the, all of the, you know, you've seen his story up to that point, mm-hmm. and there's so many things, and you've seen Adrian's story up to that point, and you've seen all of that character development, and you know where the plot is going. The plot is going towards the big fight, and the plot gives you his defeat, but also, because you know his... You've been following his character arc, you know that... This is a triumph. Yeah, him winning the fight wasn't what he wanted. He said earlier that I just wanted to be able to stand through the whole thing, and, you know, he wanted Adrian by his side, and then it all kind of comes together. The editing and the music swells, and Adrian comes to the ring, and then you just kind of nail... Yeah, you get... And, well, you get that look of, like... Yeah. If you kind of got, like, sort of, like, the undertone of this, which is Rocky just wants to prove that he... His life was worth living, but yeah. he's worth... He's worthy of existing, I guess. Yeah, but that look of just like relief on his face. Right, but it's, that's only that's part of it. There's that, and then the Adrian thing, and then the the plot all coming together and converging to make this one powerful moment, and that's where it ends. And Stallone was like, he says that's one of the proudest things he's done because it's a really hard thing to do is to. Yeah, and the other thing is like it's like that he says about it is that's like that's it for him that's the happiest he'll ever be mm-hmm. but so technique wise and and character arc wise those two points come together and that's kind of I always like that example of kind of the pinnacle of of what you can do with storytelling and film mm-hmm. using the whole medium yeah yeah, it's it's interesting. I'm trying to uh, something I thought of is like uh, that, like the mediums we get are kind of like building off one another. That uh, you know, like you have music, you have uh, writing, or to a lesser extent, storytelling, and then you have uh, stage, which incorporates uh, acting, and now will sometimes incorporate like. Uh, music or art or whatever and building off of that you have film which is its own thing which includes uh, music, acting art and they get games which includes they kind of uh, build off each other and I guess just create bigger and bigger moments like you said mm-hmm. uh, and, you know games include you know, maybe VR is that Mm. You kind of you're cutting out a little bit. Of course, I'm cutting out. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's something I want to have. Mm. Everything I just said. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're gone. Okay, hold on. No, hold you on. no, you're still there. You're there. Don't worry about it. No, but I'm gonna. Can hear you go. What? I'm gonna plug in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's connection. But anyway, 
So, Joe, was there anything that you did like about this movie? Uh. Uh. Um. Hmm. I'm trying to think here. Uh, I guess just seeing Wolverine young. <laughs> <laughs> that is um. That was kind of cool. He, um. He had a. Uh, it's funny. I heard them on the commentary say that the first shot, you know, where he's in Canada in the snow, it was a pickup yeah. shot. Later on. Uh, that they did they went back and did it and his if you look at it like he looks super young and his hair looks so like perfect like he just yeah. got out of a salon <laughs> yeah no just man just seeing the how he looks compared in logan it's like it's like night and day it's great i mean it's just you can really they really showed him they want to show him being really aged and old in the in the newest movie and yeah it definitely shows well, it's, compared to how he looks in these. It's, I mean, that movie is also actually 15 years later, so he, right, he actually yeah. is young here. Yeah. But that's kind yeah. of the beauty of the X-Men is that they can kind of, you know, his aging can be explained away by setting it even further into the future. Right. It takes place in right. 2030. Yeah, I mean, I guess another part that I, I, I always liked was, I, I always liked the, the dialogue and just the interaction between um, Professor Xavier and just Magneto. I mean, it was, I mean, we know we already passed the scene where Magneto is breaking out and stuff. And I mean, I always, anytime he says something, Magneto says something, it's always great. I mean, I, I love, I let, even though we kind of already know his reasoning, why he does things and why he just hates humans so much. And it's just, it's always just great with the scenes with him just trying to figure out the best ways to approach things and the, the you know just the way he ends up finally uh, I don't know it, it, I, I really like I've always liked Magneto as a character in these movies so I mean even though I didn't necessarily like all the other stuff that was happening in this movie Magneto and Xavier I've always enjoyed them uh, just mm-hmm. I don't know just listening to you guys talk about all that stuff and the different layers and just guys really digging deep into the movie and I mean, that's what I was saying, like, before, is, like, I do understand why you guys like like this movie now. It's just, there's clearly a lot here that I missed. Um, it's just, I don't know, man, I just, I just like, did, didn't expect that Yeah. with this. <laughs> I mean, that's, um, I already, I said it already, or it's... Yeah, yeah. It's like I. That's why I try not to go in with expectations, and why I was so mad that I had the second trailer for Get Out showed like shoved in my face. Like I literally, it literally ruined the movie for me because I knew where it was gonna go, and I was just waiting for something to happen. Um, It's still, I, I still appreciated it. Like I still like it a lot. I think it's a brilliant script, but I felt really robbed of the actual experience of watching it. Yeah, and also, when you guys were talking about the scene with Bobby and his family and the whole, you know, it kind of <laughs> being the whole thing about, you know, gay rights and acceptance and blah, 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 blah. I mean, I think <laughs> why I was, I actually like rolled my eyes on those scenes as well and why I kind of just was like, oh, God, here's go, here we go with this again. It's just because nowadays we know those issues are have been such a big thing and it's been really just drilled into our heads these days. Which, I mean, there's nothing, I'm not against any of that stuff, by no means at all. It's just those particular 
storylines and bits and pieces. Uh, I mean, it was like it, back in the day when this came out. I mean, those were re- those were probably really really touchy subjects, and you know, it was it was really good writing the way they incorporated it in with mutants and all that kind of stuff. But it's just now that I've been just like with the news and the media and all the kind of stuff, a constantly like trans this and gay that and racism and right, you know, it's just, I hear it all the time. And it's just like to see this seat again, it's just like, Oh man, I got to watch this again. All right. The parents don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. I get it. Just skip this. I want to, you know, see some action again. <laughs> so it's, so it's like that, that right there. I don't hate, that kind of story development. I don't hate that type of character development. It's just when it's the things that I've seen so many times already that it's it's hard to care or to want yeah. to care again about it. I mean, I, so. I I definitely feel the same way about Jump Cables. Are you there? He's probably changing his mic still or whatever. He's... It's been a while. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll message <laughs> us. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Did he message you? Uh uh-uh, uh no. Okay. Uh, oh I'll I'll message him on G chat, but uh oh yeah, no, I'm I'm super sick of that that shit too. Like it, it's it's there he is. it's to the point where are you there? He just he's in the Skype chat. Oh he's in the Skype chat. Oh Mike's not working now. Tell him to use his other mic. Okay, but it's a. Uh... It's good to hear that I'm not alone in this. See, you understand where I'm coming from from it, though. It's like, <laughs> it's a little, I mean, like, it's, it's a little bit much. Oh, to that point, after. I like, I, as re- if in regards to the movie, uh, it doesn't bother me because I'm pretty able to divorce myself mm. uh, from, from it. Um, and this movie doesn't really hammer. No, like, it doesn't. It doesn't hammer like the reason I like that scene is because it was really subtle. It was like one remark. Like we we get it because they don't need to. Like we get it. Humanity, fuck it. The whole plot is humanity hates you. Um, right. But to your other point of like being sick of this shit in real life, um, yeah, it's a little. I try to step back and look at things. It's it's really tiring to see people not being able to figure out how to get along over really shit that doesn't matter yeah and then the the other side is just as infuriating to me where people uh, i i get like empowerment as a response to oppression like i mm. i get it but at the same time uh, i think it's taken a little bit too far to where it spills over towards the opposite direction not the opposite direction but you know what the people that they're opposed to are kind of doing too like they kind of basically people kind of stoop to uh the same level right yeah no it's and i like when you guys were talking about it going back to that scene with bobby and his parents again i mean they're doing it in a subtle way like you said they're not hammering it into our heads like saying you know this is what it's about they just it's just something she kind of just said real quick and they weren't they weren't kind of like really prolonged it or anything it was no, from our once again from the writing perspective, and all that, it, they did a really good job with this movie. I, in fact, as you guys were talking about it, it even made me start to think when I had played Metal Gear Solid, like the first one on PlayStation. Um, <clears throat> well, that wasn't the first one, but the second, whatever. Uh, 
I, I played that like a few like about a few years ago, and I was like, whoa, this game is doing so many amazing things that are like way ahead of its time. This is like mind blowing, and I just like I'm starting to think of this movie kind of like that in the sense that like I mean I'm sure it wasn't the first movie to hit those kind of touchy topics and whatever. But the fact that, you know, how they're doing it and the things they're talking about and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And it just... That, You're good. Uh, You're good. So, that, okay. so like... This is um, emergency mic number three. Cool. So, like, so that right there, when, I, when you guys had me thinking about that and that first moment when I experienced Metal Gear Solid again and, like, seeing all these amazing things that they were doing back then that they're kind of doing now, it just made me think about this movie that like they're covering all these great topics and and they're kind of weaving it in really nicely with the characters and the setting of mutants and all that kind of stuff so like i can i really see now why you guys were comparing this to dark knight and why all these different why people seem to love this movie so much you know i i i think i get it now <laughs> unlike before yeah so and it's it's funny because it it kind of it works both ways like when I say I, I think this movie still holds up, um, and a lot of people would say that it's because of the script, but also what what you just said. You know, uh, it was breaking a lot of new ground, not just in terms of like the the script. Um, mm. Like I mean, most of it had been done before in X Men comics and the the show, but like a like like that, like just all the, the stuff with the powers and all the CGI and stuff, it was stuff that we hadn't seen. Like we had never seen Nightcrawler on screen. Yeah. You know, we hadn't seen so much shit. We never saw, you know, we didn't, we haven't seen Pyro, uh, Colossus, you know, there's all mm. these firsts, um, which are, you know, if you don't, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it was a big deal. It was a huge deal to see this stuff on the screen for the first time. It is so that's it's it is kind of like you're you're right. It is kind of like MGS one where you go back and you kind of see where all the shit was pioneered yeah. and stuff like this and like Spider Man one and two where they were sort of they could finally get sort of a believable handle on this stuff, but they couldn't do anything. You know, mm. whereas now they can kind of do anything, and that's kind of what the problem with Apocalypse was, <laughs> uh, where they could do anything. <laughs> but then you, uh, you not quite you, anything. I think if they could do anything, Apocalypse's power set would make a bit more sense. Well, no, yeah, let me let me finish. <laughs> you could do anything, but then you kind of start to think about, uh, should we do this? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, you know, you have to think it a little bit more through. Where, mm. you know, I think they were a little... They are like, oh, we could have do anything. Just have do anything. And they didn't... They really kind of... The logic of the, the film and, like, his powers and... It, it didn't really make sense. They kind of... I think that was due to budget constraints, though. For X-Men Apocalypse? Well, yeah. There had to be some reason why his power set was just kill things nebulously except when you decide or decide not to or can't as opposed to his actual powers which were you know you know altering himself being able to alter himself on like a molecular level if they were using this traditional power set then 
uh, he'd be basically what he was doing during the uh, brain fight with Charles mm-hmm. would have been happening all the time. Well, I mean, they had a budget of one hundred and seventy-eight million dollars, <laughs> so I don't think that was. Well, yeah. In which case, why why were his powers so nebulous and infinitely easier to do than making him like grow, shrink, and alter himself? Yeah, but that's I, that seems like I can understand his power, his uh, sort of like his amplifier power. That's easier than having him like put these characters under the knife and alter them physically. Um, and there's like plot elements like, okay, this is why this power set is so stupid and why she has the crazy white hair, uh, why Angel has the metal wings. You know, you could do a whole movie about that if you did it, you know, in the more traditional sense. Um, but then also, okay, we got to make him scary. He just looks at people and they disintegrate. Mm. Um, yeah, but that's because the power level is on point, but it's on point in a completely different way. Right. Hey, can you uh, maybe move your mic just a little bit farther from your face? But you sound really good, actually. Are you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking maybe it was just a design choice. I mean, they, they clearly they had the budget. Design. Choice, then it was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, it leads to some. Actually, maybe maybe back to where it was, or just a little bit closer. You sound a little too far now. <laughs> Sorry, the the birds. You sound perfect now, but uh, yeah, it's not good. But yeah, no, I think to me the problem with apocalypse. Because I, what I remember about that was the special effects and shit, and it just seemed like they got a little lost with like not defining what he could and couldn't do. Because I mean, with CGI and you know their budget, they could have done anything, but I feel like they just the script wasn't there as far as saying okay, he can do this and this and this, and he can't do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't feel feel like he was nerfed because of budget. I felt like he was nerfed because they couldn't have a guy that could actually kill all the X Men because those. <laughs> and I, I still Jump Cables and I talked about this a while ago. What they should have done, or like what the ideal scenario would have been, was to do Age of Apocalypse before Days of Future Past, so, mm. so that you can go all out with Age of Apocalypse and then go back and fix it with Days of Future Past. Well, uh. specifically have Apocalypse do something that, and this is something I want to see in, as a whole, is um, be free to change the world mm-hmm. as it is on like basic and core levels. They kind of do it. And I want to say up until, uh, up in, not even Avengers two as much as up until, uh, um, um, Winter no, third Captain America movie that was basically Avengers three. Civil um, War. Civil War. Yeah, I want to say up until Civil War, X Men had probably been better about like having what people did have consequence. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I kind of wish X-Men could take it a step further and actually change the world on core levels based on what these characters do, what happens in these movies. Mm-hmm. You get elements of that in that Mystique is now kind of like a folk hero. Magneto is the devil by the time you do um, Apocalypse. But, you know, sort of like what Mike was saying, maybe have the Apocalypse in question that happens in Days of Pass of something to do with Apocalypse. I'm starting to feel weird saying that name so often. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just something to let him be bigger than he was in this movie, which was a movie film. Because yeah. in every context, Apocalypse is usually at the heart of a lot of shit that's gone bad. Like, um,. I want to say in the X-Men cartoon, half of the big arcs have Apocalypse at their center. Yeah. Because he's very much both the, like, scary final boss guy, but also the Bond-level mastermind behind a lot of shit. Yeah, see, I thought we were going to see a lot more of Egypt in Age of Apocalypse, and I was bummed that we didn't get that. See, Days of Future Past kind of let us know that they were willing to... Not just fix their mistakes, but also, like, do something that big. Like, okay, let's unite these... We're almost two separate franchises. And, like, interweave them and and do big and do time travel. And, mm-hmm. Um, so I, I kind of was a little bummed that they kind of got stuck in the 80s and almost didn't... I feel like they didn't go far enough with the 80s thing. Uh, yeah, like it didn't really feel like the '80s. It felt like a very minor backdrop. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It um, there was probably of these movies being period films. It was probably the worst of the three, the mm-hmm. ones so far. Uh, hopefully, they do it a bit better in the next one. Though mm-hmm. I have some doubts about this next one because it stars like. <laughs> one of the most shit X-Men villains known to man. <laughs> I keep telling you, like, he may be Mr. Sinister in name Sinister only. Sinister is garbage. He, he could be Sinister in name only. Because that's just the way movie translations work. It's like, you can do some good stuff with Sinister, you just don't have him come after Apocalypse. Like, you're really fucking up the order of shit. Yeah, I mean, who knows what they'll do? I'm, I'm curious. I, I haven't even heard anything about that movie. Um, you have the whole Phoenix thing to tackle, so. Oh yeah. That's a big one. That's a really big one. That's a funny one, which they actually tried to do in X Men Three and failed. Oh, they did. Oh man. God, it's so yeah, bad. Yeah, it's. See, this is. Uh, I don't don't, don't want to get too caught up on X-Men 3 again but I will say that it's what happens for me personally doesn't really like like it's not it's only offensive in the fact that they blew their opportunity to tell one of the best X-Men stories ever but as it, as it stands but in the they, film, they loot stories. Yeah, and that just happened. One of them, but it's like two really 
big stories that could be separate films. Yeah. I think it could go in really different directions. That's the big problem with that movie is it blows a lot of opportunities for... Which is funny to say, considering like the climate of films that we have now, is that it blows opportunities for future installments, whereas I feel like a lot of the Marvel movies feel like they're just setting up for future future installments. Mm. Um, but <laughs> so it was kind of double edged sword there. But uh, I did I did want to ask you guys, what are your favorite X Men movies? Hmm. Uh. Well, I know it's kind of a cop out, but I'm gonna have to say Logan, and not just because I just saw the movie, but because it honestly, after all the X movies that I've seen, it really, it really is a damn good movie. Yeah, it's not a cop out, and it, it's you know, it, I, I just gotta say that bringing it back to like when we were kids, did you ever think that we'd ever be able to ask that question? No. It's not like God. not just can you believe we got an X Men movie. It's like what is your favorite X Men movie? <laughs> right. yeah. I I oh, did, man. but I'd always assumed it would be animated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what about you, Jumper Cables? Um I wanna say my favorite still is uh is first class. I think this and Days of Future Past might be high. Mm. So Days of Future Past might be number two. It kind of shifts. Hmm. So this is either number two or number three. Hmm. Uh, followed by The Wolverine. Hmm. You like The Wolverine, huh? Yeah. Huh. Um, it could be a much better film if not for that third. If the third act had been done better. Um, so if it didn't go full comic book see the what you just said is why Logan is probably my number one spot yeah this isn't to say um, I don't like the comic book elements but it was kind of going in a different direction and we've also I think I've established in stuff I've said prior that I can appreciate the acting, the drama, the human element, as long as it's sort of integrated into this world in a way that makes the fantastic elements seem real. Yeah. Um, Which I'm really good about doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Maybe I, better than the Marvel movies, in my opinion. It, it's kind of funny that... I think the problem with X-Men Origins Wolverine is it gets too caught up in, like, the silliness factor and, like, uh, sort of the spectacle and, like, the novelty of X-Men. Um, and I, and I, which is interesting because the Wolverine, I feel like, it, it, it really... You get to know Wolverine a lot. It's pretty character-driven, and it's interesting and kind of slow moving but then like you said it does forget that shit at the end it's like oh yeah I'm an X-Men movie at the end um, and I and I think that Logan is it, it's what the Wolverine should have been all the way through um, but yeah it's definitely well, Logan's probably at the top for me and then second is probably 
either Days of Future Past or this movie. Uh, maybe Days of Future Past because it's, it's just so fun. And then this one. Mm-hmm. And then probably First Class after that. But, yeah. Yeah, I think um, First Class gets that number one spot for me just because it felt like a ideal mix for me. Like, it does a good job with the... It might, it might be the most fun of the X-Men movies. Yeah. Which I can appreciate because these movies get pretty dire. Yeah. And that's a... And speaking of things I never thought I'd see, and also like juggling things, is uh, I w- one of the things I wanted for like a, a really long time was a superhero period piece because I'm a huge history nerd mm-hmm. and I love that first class had the balls to be a period piece. Yeah, that was- I want to say before that came out, you were like trying to get me to read Marvels. Oh yeah, I, I really love Marvels. Was that the one with Deadpool at the end? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Origins had without, the, uh, the first attempt at Deadpool. Okay, that's what that's yeah. You always yeah, forget which one he was. He started out in yeah. yeah. First class is set in the sixties with young Chuck Xavier and, and oh yeah. yeah yeah Kevin Bacon uh, yeah evil Kevin <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love it. have you guys seen Invisible Man I think that's the Invisible Man I think that's uh, yeah, Hollow Man. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. oh man! Yeah, he's he's, he's fucking evil yeah. in that movie. He's naked. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't. God, we should talk. Fuck, I think that's like two thousand. That's probably like a couple years before this movie, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh probably. man. Um, have I, have either of you guys seen the movie Split yet? No, I haven't mm. seen it yet. Oh my god. Okay, I won't say anything, man. It's oh, please see that movie when you can. It's probably getting close to being released on, like digital or whatever but it's oh there's so many things i want to say about that movie um while we're (laughs) while we're kind of like on the subject of wolverine here maybe i'm remembering it wrong but i feel kind of like as these uh films kind of go they tone down flashbacks to weapon x Mm -hmm. i want to say the first movie uh the flashback Wolverine has that uh, program is like him lying either on a table or whatever and like it's a bunch of people just straight up operating mm-hmm. with the implication being that you know it wasn't some infusing of adamantium they straight up like cut him open tore the bones out and put the replacements in mm-hmm which that's that's some that's some raw ass trauma for you. Like it makes sense. To, so, well, they coded him, didn't they? Yeah, he's coded. Yeah. Well, in everything else, they, they introduced the adamantium and coded the bones. Mm-hmm. I want to say that will did that. Oh God. <laughs> Again, why do I end up talking over the most violent shit? I don't know. But, but uh, uh, I would say for a while, what, like, people that his mute power. You're kind of cutting out a little bit. But I, I know he 
he kind of he gets him cut off in in the well, Wolverine. What happened is, oh yeah, in the Wolverine. And, and you kind of you kind of I think you can kind of see the at least in my head I think you can kind of see the layer of bone underneath the layer of adamantium. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. see that. Yeah. Um, I want to say the the reason why I was going on that tangent is because um, I want to say there was some element of reveal when Magneto pulls the adamantium out of his body mm-hmm. in the comic books, which God help us if we see that on screen. That's going to be horrific. Yeah, I was jumping through Days of Future Past the other day, and they actually have a little homage to that. Do you remember that? Um, vaguely. Well, I know there's like. A scene in the first movie and a scene in Future Past where Magneto kind of like inflating him through the adamantium. Yeah, well, in Days of Future Past, he he's all bone. So yeah. at the end, Magneto pulls kind of a bunch of like uh, metal. Uh, oh yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, he takes him and he kind of shoves him in there and he lifts him up and then he throws him really far. <laughs> and that's how he gets underwater at the end. But uh. Actually, if we're talking about very minor, like the maybe the one issue that I felt like it was a wasted opportunity with this movie was her. We we just missed it, but Lady Deathstrike. They yeah. waste Wolverine's. Uh, what was it? I want to say up until Origins, and maybe that's why they did it. They kind of waste the Wolverine-specific characters because in the first movie. There is, okay, the big fight with him and Sabretooth, but none of their history gets addressed. Yeah. You know, I want to say they almost... Which is why they kind of... Which is why they kind of, like, do a... Redo it in Origins. Uh... Yeah. Uh, in Origins. Uh, they kind of wasted his entire history, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. To be frank. Well, there's a reason why he's got movies alongside X-Men movies. He's got, like, enough going on even before his history was revealed to have his own franchise yeah but we, we only got one like backstory and it was shit <laughs> yeah um, yeah unfortunately but I really dig that opening sequence of uh, Origins uh, him, yeah him and Creed fighting through history yeah that shit was tight that shit was that sick that was great I yeah. love that yeah. so that was the best part of the movie quite honestly yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we don't. We really don't get. I feel like that. I always thought the Japan stuff was like history, but did that happen after he met the X Men? Um, I want to say he had some history in Japan prior mm-hmm. that led him back, but yeah, a lot of what we uh, kind of take is Wolverine's history mm-hmm. was stuff that was happening in the comic books. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, like that Wolverine book that people, that every, everything kind of defaults to when you talk about Wolverine in Japan, mm-hmm. was like him kind of taking a break from the team. Mm, okay. It was kind of happening concurrent to other X-Men stuff to the degree that the end part has the X-Men showing up and uh, kind of helping him out with shit. Hmm. And the end of that book leads into some other storylines, which don't really factor into the films because, you know, it's like crossover stuff. Yeah, I think the last time I watched The Wolverine, I was actually a little into it a little bit more. I, I, I Like, that's part of probably the only part of his, aside from that opening montage and Origins, 
I think the the stuff with him in Japan and the hole with the dude was pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. The idea of someone recognizing him, um, yeah, and and wondering why he has an age was was a really I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. But uh, which is a kind of a common thing with Wolverine. It's kind of it was kind of nice to see it on screen. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, uh, yeah, Here we go. Because every movie needs a goddammit Magneto moment. Yeah. <laughs> we already had the the turn. Yeah. There you go. Reese. I mean, this is this is it right here. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, we were working together, Magneto. Why? Why? Exactly. <laughs> Why you gotta be so evil? Because that's Magneto. And is he is he really so evil? I knew that like your buddy. He's a bigot. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he's your friend. I mean, this is kind of that thing I was talking about earlier. Don't like have the option of drawing the line in the sand. It's like Charles is trying to be the force of unification between humans and mutants. Yeah. Meanwhile, his best friend is Hitler. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I kind of see Magneto as an anti-hero. I don't think he's really. Well, it, it all kind of comes down to perspective because it's not like Magneto. Like if you wanted to pick him as a villain, you focus on this hatred of humans. If you wanted to pick him as sympathetic, you focus on his desire to protect his own. And yeah. you, you, both. You know, you start off the movie with him basically saying, you know, Charles, I warned you, breaking yeah. out, and then saying, okay, I'm going to help you now. And then, you, goddamn it, Magneto. You know, the problem with, you know, Magneto's whole life is he's constantly proven right mm-hmm. in the worst ways. You know, that moment yeah. in, in Apocalypse where they murder his kid. That uh, was so messed up. Yeah. Yeah. That will, you know, for every goddammit Magneto moment, there's usually a goddammit humanity. <laughs> Whoa! Shit! Did he just punch him in the balls? Lock <laughs> him in the ribs. That'd do it. I thought he punched him in the balls. No, because <laughs> there was the claw, Sam. There was the schnicked. If he punched him into the balls, he'd be, he'd be dead. I thought he didn't use the claws. Because doesn't he say yes, something about, like, next time I'm going to use these or something? I heard the claws. Mm. Also, he punched him inside. You heard the sort of metal noise you're, when he just moved his fist. You're right. Brian Cox, fantastic actor. I love him in this. Yeah. He's such... He, like, really knows how to get under Wolverine's skin. And he's, like, still <laughs> doing it. And you can see Wolverine almost consider it. He's uh, he's doing uh, he's doing for me here the same thing Philip Seymour Hoffman does in everything he he's in, <laughs> which is just like God, I hate you. <laughs> he's so great. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we missed that whole Cyclops Gene fight. That's another. I don't dock it too much because there's art, there's so much going on. It's hard to notice, but Cyclops kind of gets taken out for most of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a good chunk, I mean, he has a good chunk at the beginning, and then at, at the end, he has one of my favorite moments in all of the movies. Um, but he's yeah. he is kind of just brainwashed for a lot of it, and he, I feel like he he's pretty underused. 
you know, for as much shit as people used to give Cyclops, I, I really dig him in, in the role. I think you can appreciate him a lot more both, like, as you get older. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a lot of uh, X-Men fans are appreciating, well, specifically X-Men fans who read the comics are appreciating him now because uh, in, in the comics he's made a bunch of turns. <laughs> <laughs> He's a. A lot of people won't recognize him now, <laughs> which funny. I I can't walk. That happened but, um, to me with Tony Stark. I I still don't recognize him. Every time I, it's it's like, what are you, you started to? What? What's going on? You want to register everybody? And See, then, he makes sense to me in that regard. Well, it's just he doesn't. I really enjoy his arc. You know, from the start uh, leading up to Civil War. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying, like, prior to that, my experience was, like, the cartoon. And I could kind of see it like that, but then, like, the he's so different in the movies. It's just, like, personality-wise, he seems like he's all over the place. Well, in the, in the cartoons, he's literally in his own world. You get random bits of crossover here and there, but for the mm-hmm. most part, it's... Iron Man's world and everyone else is just like temporarily living in yeah. it. Yeah. I just mean his, his personality. He seems like he goes from stoic in the in the in the cartoon and then in the comic he's kinda like this high rolling almost politician level guy and then in the movies he's like a playboy, like and he's really sassy. I just could never get a handle on him. See, again, he just happens to make perfect sense to me in the movies because it feels like they encapsulate all of that. Well, yeah, again, I, I agree that he makes sense all the time. I'm just... Like, I, I accept each interpretation, but I, I... I feel like he's come a long way since, like, the early comics. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And here's that, that Nightcrawler storm payoff. Mm-hmm. You know? Just the little things, like, earlier, they're they ask him I think about his powers and he's like oh I can only go as far as I can see and it, and you see it kind oh of, yeah in, in he has the, to teleport blind yeah mm-hmm. and it's the first time and she has like she helps like she's it's it's a great moment of storm as like a mentor teacher character with like a new mutant mm-hmm. who didn't grow up in the school kind of mm-hmm cool yeah and she's a yeah the the movies rarely well i want to say they've yet to really do her justice i'm hoping in the next film they start because um she's a really big presence in the comics she's i mean she kind of takes the leadership role a number of times and is actually a leader of multiple teams and uh, she's someone i hope does a lot more in the next film yeah you know, you know, it's like that moment from the cartoon with Jubilee where she kind of does the same thing, kind of mm-hmm. says to Jubilee, like, I know you're scared, but this is how we see the world, and we believe that we can change it for the better, and we'll help you learn to use your powers. And she kind of, mm-hmm. you know, Nightcrawler has that moment earlier, too, with where he's kind of meeting all these other mutants for the first time and he talks to uh, Mystique and he's like, you know, why aren't you always like that? Why don't, if you can hide and blend in, why don't you just always do that? And she's like, well, we shouldn't have to. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he, well, that, that's a that's the current take on Mystique too, which is a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, I think he has some more dialogue earlier with Storm mm-hmm. about why, or is it, or is it the other way? I, I know they have a back and forth about like the nature of humans. I think Nightcrawler might be take the more forgiving side. Yeah, see? well, that's it's the big thing with him. Whereas, like, he's seen the worst of humanity, and he's seen it pointed at him, mm-hmm. rather than become like hostile and spiteful. He it just creates a deeper desire for empathy for him. Mm-hmm. It's I think also one of the reasons why he uh, is so devoutly religious. Mm-hmm. It kind of gives him an outlet where he might normally have like uh, been angry. You can be. It helps him to be forgiving. Yeah, and it was. That's you know. That's we haven't re- like. I guess he showed up in Apocalypse. He's kind of. I don't even remember. But he yeah. when he showed up here, and you know, it was such a treat to finally see him. Like first of all, the teleporting, the powers, and he's blue, and then to get you know the nuance of his religious beliefs ex- expressed, and and all of that kind of yeah done justice yeah and it's an initial shock to you because you're wondering why like one of the kindest members of the X-Men and the most devoutly religious is trying to kill the president yeah yeah it kind of like sets up a bit of mystery for you yeah Did Storm? Did Storm's hair bother you guys at all? Because it bothered the hell out of me. What? Nah, man, that's hot. What's, really? Why does it bother you, Joe? Because it looks fake. It's <laughs> really fake. It's just you don't really see like people who aren't old with white hair. Right. It's a bit abnormal. It's, but a, it's yeah. actually, actually kind of started to trend last year. Young girls started yeah. to dye their hair gray. But uh, yeah, she's like Anderson Cooper. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like even in um, you know, in the cartoon Storm, there. I mean, she's like, well, I don't know how old she was exactly. I know, it, I know she in, wasn't really. In like, certain in certain contexts, it does make her look a lot older than she is. Because I remember right. thinking at '90s cartoons, she looked like someone's mom, and yeah. then saw her in her '80s costume, and I'm like, fuck, she's hot. Yeah, yeah. but it just in this movie, it just looks like he's put a wig on her. That's what it looks, or she just dyed her hair, or whatever. It doesn't look. It doesn't. Her it doesn't spot. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't seem to fit her face, or, or I don't know. It looks great to me. Like, it looks fine. I feel like Halle Berry wasn't the best person to cast for. No, I don't. Yeah, uh, I'll debate that. I think she was the perfect choice, she, especially at maybe, the time. I think. I just I think she did think a good job. They didn't. They I just didn't. No. Best pick. She didn't. I, I think she is. I, I like her. I just wish that they would have given her more to do. That's yeah. And it's something that she complained about was I have nothing to do in these movies, and that's. I think that's actually part of the reason why she had a bigger role in this movie. Um. I think it's also a fault of the director too, to some extent. He overlooked, especially in the first one, when it's like it's like, do I have an accent? Sure. You know, and then she had the horrible joke line, but she was just kind of there. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. I don't know. I guess whenever I, I think of Storm, I don't think of a very... Uh, I think of like a very like Amazonian-looking, tall, like really strong... Yeah, like black woman. While Holly Berry, she just seems very petite and tiny and not very yeah. threatening looking. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess in regards to threat, she doesn't need to since she has superpowers. But well, Joe, yeah. I definitely, yeah. Joe, I'm with you. Yeah, I definitely wanted Storm to be a fucking like African queen. There you go. That's the, what I was looking for. Yeah, that's that's what I when I ever think of Storm, that's what I think of. A very like strong, stoic looking, like African woman. While like that she is, could kick your ass without the superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but, but like what Mike was saying, I don't think they had any person like that to pick from. That back would. When this was out. Well, that's that's also like kind of goes against the tone of the film. Like, you could also mm. say you wanted Wolverine to be like real buff and real short and to talk in a Canadian accent and to have Rogue with a deep Southern accent and flying around. It's like. You kind of kind of have to sacrifice some of that comic book religion or uh, yeah. ridiculousness to get. <laughs> Were you going to call movies. it religion? <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, um. Well, I would say, uh, you know, the per- uh, what's his name? Oh my god, what's his name who plays Wolverine? I'm blanking on his name. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Jesus, yeah, Hugh Jackman. Besides being tall. I mean, he's always played, you know, he looks like Wolverine. He looks like Logan. I mean, yeah. he's like, yeah. he gets really uh, built. And, only, and like, you yeah, know, but not I, the Canadian accent thing, but... I don't know. These, I, all these, like, I kind of hear that argument. I was thinking about that today, because I was just looking at him, and he was really tall, and I remember kind of worrying, not worrying about it, but I, I think more people probably were than because mm. it's gone before it in it but when he was cast you know he's 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 tall and a little leaner yeah and it it kind of mm. made me think about that whole wonder woman shit where it was like oh she's too skinny it's like well if she can do the role like give him a chance you know well i mean wonder woman has super strength but yeah in an ideal world she looks like a legit amazon yeah uh, i suppose so but. she doesn't necessarily need to be ripped but I'd like it if she were ripped. That's why I kind of really, I still think um, Lucy Lal, whatever, I pronounce her last name, you know, Azina, whatever her name. Yeah, I think she put, she could have played Wonder Woman well. She's a good actress, well, and she looks it. She looks the part. I know, yeah, she is a bit older, but I mean, just, um, let's just say when she was playing Xena, she looked, she was like, a, she's built, and she was attractive, and she was big. Not big like that, <laughs> But, but it, well, uh, it would have made for good synergy, especially if this she was cast for that role as she was. Yeah, I, I I think she would have been the perfect Wonder Woman, but but you know the the current Wonder Woman. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I, one else, it did bother me that she was skinny a little bit, but after seeing the trailers, I've gotten past that. She looks. We've well, got yeah. more to worry about from DC than the actress herself. I think she's <laughs> yeah. she's fine. I, I don't know. I just all the whole. I think. For the most part, you like matching body types like isn't important to me anymore. Mm. Like obviously, like um, you know, if, if, well, if, if yeah. Chuck Xavier was like a huge tub of lard, I'd be like, oh, maybe you know, get somebody who's not a huge tub of lard. <laughs> but you know, for the most part, I think uh, I don't know. It, it's a whole another conversation about like standards and Hollywood and 
like beauty and shit yeah. like that versus like pleasing fanboys. Um, but this, this I want to like I love this fucking moment right here, where Jean sacrifices herself and Cyclops just fucking flips out. Oh, yeah. And they kind of and they do a good job of really going through all of it. Like he's like you, like he points at Nightcrawler. He's like go get her, and, Night, mm-hmm. and Nightcrawler tries, and he's like she's not letting me. Mm-hmm. And there's literally like nothing they can do. Yeah. Also, does a good job of establishing that she's like stupidly high level with her superpower. Yeah, because that was always a thing with Jean was she's. She's Omega level. She can be as powerful, if not more powerful, than Chuck Xavier, but she... Yeah, but he has in control. She just has in raw ability. Yeah, but and she also doesn't know the extent. There, there, there it is. He tries to get her. It's like mm-hmm. I was just trying. He's at the edge. That's good. I always like that a bit, too. The talking... People in mm-hmm. different places talking through Charles. Yeah. One eight hundred Charles. I remember liking that uh, scene in the first movie where he, uh, it looks like Magneto's about to like wholesale slaughter those cops, and then he mind controls his henchmen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. The first attempt. Yeah. This was... I do kind of wonder where they would have taken that had whoever did X3 not done it. It's Brett Ratner. Yeah. Um... Yeah, Cyclops is just... And, and Wolverine, and this, this whole breakdown of the whole triangle yeah. kind of coming to a... Uh, a... Tra- tragic head. Yeah, it's like neither of them expected <laughs> that. Like, that it know. would end with her dying. Yeah. Maybe one of them, and having Wolverine deliver it like that, like he's seen death, he can accept it, but not quite hers. Clearly. Yeah. No, but it's like as much as three are wrong, you do by that look how torn up he is here at the end of this and so he's just a fucking wreck at the beginning of 3 yeah well yeah the only good thing I give 3 is that it sets up the Wolverine because if, if he looks if he looks fucked at the beginning of this movie he also looks fucked at the beginning sorry he looks fucked at the beginning of 3 he looks worse at the beginning of the Wolverine <laughs> He's literally devolved in the Wolverine. Yeah. This is a. Uh, but yeah, that's. Uh, that's to, to me, it, as much as I was saying earlier that uh, Scott never. There wasn't enough of him. I, I feel like he did get his due, especially with that scene. It kind yeah. of. It's just there's there's so many little like plot points that we know like that we're familiar with we, we know the triangle like mm-hmm. and it's like oh like this is gonna happen and kind of remind you of like that classic thing that's always been a part of that X-Men dynamic oh, here comes my favorite part 
Yeah. You think that guy looks like GW? Um, I don't know if he's meant to be <laughs> like a movie equivalent. Seems like they intentionally. Actually, yeah. Fuck, he does. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I didn't. I mean, I, you, anybody listening can go listen to the X Men Two commentary. Um, even though everything's probably digital now, but he, it, they were saying he kind of looks like him, and they, the director was saying that it's kind of a, it's kind of a byproduct. Like when you're shooting a movie during a certain administration, you kind of choose actors that end up kind of looking like the current president because there's kind of what you have as reference. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not a big, it's not a big, like, lasers in the sky ending. But I, I, it's like they, it feels like fly on the wall, fly on the wall kind of stuff. Where it, you know, if you could have sat in the Oval Office when blank was happening, mm. or like when this bill was about to be passed, you could have changed so much. It's like they get there and they stop something insane from from happening. Because you know, when the president talks to the entire planet, really, it can mm-hmm. it has repercussions. Yeah. Which we're seeing right now. It's, it's such an interesting moment that you don't mm. you don't really get this shit out of superhero movies anymore. No, it's kind of shitty. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, I know that feel. I don't mean oh, to god. laugh, but it's like I'm just trying to hold it together. It's so oh. great. God, and that's the other part of that dynamic is Wolverine handling it better. But then seeing Cyclops just completely lose it. Yeah. And it's like he, he kind of knows he has to step up and kind of be it's, there for his buddy. Yeah. Not only that, but like you could also see it setting at times too. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. the exact same shit. Yeah. Mm. Shit is so tight. Yeah. <laughs> It's sort of weird, though. <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> fun it's fact. Fucking cool. Fun fact for the for the extras in scenes like these, they hired mimes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because they That's could because they could stand still. Ah. Uh, professional standstillers. Yeah. Hmm. I have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Scott. Yeah, he's just oh. fucked. He's Damn, fucked. look at him. Bad times. He's fucking gone. Mm. You know, it's... Yeah, I will say... What were we talking about recently when Jumper Cables... We saw someone die on screen, and we... It was, like, shitty, and we... It wanted us to feel a certain way, but we just didn't. Uh, I can't remember. But I think I, I know what you're talking about. It was, it was some... I don't know if it was... I can't remember, but I remember seeing somebody... 
like dire or something, and I just didn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it, you kind of have that problem a little bit in the Last Stand, but like here, yeah. like it's it's like they just killed Jean Grey, but you mm-hmm. well you buy it because you know she's gonna come back as a phoenix probably, but mm-hmm. but also like it's just handled so well that you it's not offensive, you know. Yeah. Well, this is this is pretty early into like the grief cycle. I want to say the cartoon was pretty good about it, and that like Cyclops is fucked for a long while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was that moment between Wolverine where he he tries to give him a little something. <laughs> He's like, she did make a choice. It was you. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the dialogue here. What is he saying? I think he was just letting the kids know he was okay because he kind of tuned out for a minute. Well, now he starts ta- diving into the lesson. Mm-hmm. And what he starts talking about is relevant to the film, but I can't remember what the hell he was saying. Yeah. I want to say it had something to do with Gene, but I don't remember. I, I, yeah. I, I was talking about a book or, or something. Or, mm-hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, we get the little shimmer in the, in the water. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It looks yeah, like a Chihuahua's go. face. <laughs> uh, it looks like a butterfly to me. <laughs> Brian, uh, Singer. Brian Singer, why didn't you do three? Uh, oh, David, David Hayter. Hayter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like groans. Black <laughs> uh, pen. Yeah, I didn't say anything. But yeah, I was reading a little bit about uh. I guess David Hayter and Zach Penn wrote two different scripts and then combined the best parts of each and then, I think, wrote a new screenplay based on that. So that's how they uh, wrote it. Okay. But, yeah, it's... <laughs> it's a, other than Metal Gear Solid 1, I think this is David Hayter's best work. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, so when you were skipping around, what did you skip, Joe? Uh, I think I just kind of when they <laughs> when they were doing the bits of the parts where they just were talking a little bit too much <laughs> near the end, like on the plane when um, he had tied up Striker or something. I kind of jumped a tiny bit ahead, and then the part at the dam. When they were talking more, I wanted to just see more action, so I just kind of <laughs> skipping around a little bit. Uh, you were just skipping to the big scenes. Yeah, you gave yeah. up. Yeah, I pretty much did. I was yeah. like, fuck, yeah. it's almost over. It's like 10 minutes left. I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> Those are usually the most important parts. Yeah. 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 Kelly Who. Yeah. Kelly Who was in... Uh... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, Kelly Who was in Surf Ninja. Oh yeah, that was her. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I love um, yeah, that um, <laughs> that fight between I think the only reason why that fight between uh, her and Wolverine 
didn't have me just curled up into a little ball due to all the wincing is because it's uh, primarily bloodless. Mm. But, like, puts into perspective how, like, Marines' fights with, uh, I guess, like, his rogues gallery are probably just the most horrifically animalistic shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Specifically him and Sabretooth fighting. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So, what do you say, Joe? In a couple of years, are you going to be willing to give it another shot? You know, I think I will, simply because I now have a better understanding of what I should be expecting versus <laughs> what I thought it would be. Um, so I probably will. I'll, I'll give it another yeah. go. Actually, um, you know what's fascinating is a friend of mine uh, texted me after he... I, I saw Logan, and I knew he had already seen it. I think he saw it the mm. same night as me. But he said kind of a similar thing. He was like, I didn't see what all the hype was about. He was like, maybe I just wasn't, like, expecting that. Because, I mean, he straight up said, like, I wasn't really expecting, like, what this movie was. Yeah, that's how I felt pretty much. That's that's pretty much it for this movie. While with Logan, I went into that knowing there was going to be a lot of story. Because, it's, you know, it's, it's going to be about Logan. It's going to be all about his character and you know, X-23 and all that stuff. So it was going to be about that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I went into it knowing story, and I went into this knowing there's going to be action, because it's also, you know, this it's Wolverine. So that, I mean, it met all my expectations and just exceeded them. That movie was was great. But this, no, I really thought this was going to be like a Transformers movie. I went into this (laughs) thinking it was just going to be nonstop, you know, just, you know, mutant powers firing, Magneto flying around, throwing things at people and shit and you know you know just yeah, all yeah. That. that's what i thought it would be but, um, um that probably says a lot about just i guess just uh, how expectations can alter your your perception of something because something i probably need to go back to and give a fair shot is uh that uh i think it was called hero that jet lee movie mm-hmm. oh because the uh the trailers for those things, every single trailer, every single ad, every piece of advertising related to that thing made it look like uh, Wuxia Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like what happened here with Joe. I was going into that movie expecting, you know, nonstop anime fight party. <laughs> so when they, that, when they come, can we write when that down? At me, that, that's going to yes. be your band name. That, that should have been what I named this podcast. Um, but, uh, but, uh, so when I go in there, and there's all this political shit about a king, and then like triangle and alternate scenarios, and people talking about their feelings, I'm like, why the fuck did I pay this? Bitch? Yeah, it's yeah. funny that you but, brought that up because I that was actually one of the things I thought about before we started recording this i was like i bet this is like when Jim cable saw a hero and he thought it was yeah, gonna be non-stop yeah, action it's, <laughs> it's sounding dead on like that yeah um, because it probably isn't bad it's just the advertising lied to me it's to this day while i well it's to this day why i don't like bait and switch advertising even mm-hmm. if it leads to something good like well, I, uh yeah what was it um what was the name of that uh Alien Apartheid movie. What? Oh, District, District 9? 9? 
Nine, yeah, like, well, I like that movie. I hate the way it's advertised. Because <laughs> they made it just like a, a, a basic pitch action. I mean, it kind of yeah, was towards the end. It's, a, it's, 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 like, uh, it's like the Wolverine last third. It starts off like a documentary. It turns into a drama. And then, like... Each third of each third is a different genre, mm-hmm. which is fine. But like, they 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 yeah. every then, again every advertising makes it look like a basic bitch action movie. Yeah, which that's that's how you, that's how you get asses in seats though. Like, how do you? I hate that. How do you market that? Ruin a movie for me. It, well, it is, uh, and that's what happened get, to me. With, get, that's what happened to me with Get Out. Hmm. Well, let me ask you guys, because I, I do not remember the trailers for this movie. Uh, how how did they pitch this movie? This was it pitched <laughs> as an action movie or pitched as, like, you know, like this? It was pitched as the second X-Men movie, and that was all we needed. I I know within, like, the last five years, I've gone back and looked at the trailer, and the trailers, like, weren't. Like looking at them now, they're not well cut. They're not mm. very interesting trailers, but I think they probably play up the special effects and and shit. It just it, it, it was just like more X Men, and I was like, yes, please, all over my face. Yes. <laughs> Bring it to me. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah, I, I think I know. Yeah, so it's sounding like it pretty much just was. It was just riding off the high of the the success of the first X Men, like you know, another X Men's coming out. Doesn't really matter what the yeah. trailer is, just another X Men. Well, I mean, it was like we have budget now, so here's all right. the cool yeah. stuff you're gonna see. Because yeah. I mean, it it may not be as impressive as some people now, but like all that special effects shit was fucking. That shit was all cutting edge back in the day. Oh yeah, it was it was madness. I mean, like even. Um, even like Spider-Man with that big CG version of him swinging through the city looked tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like sometimes it looked shitty, but sometimes it was like oh, like sometimes it was like oh, that actually looks like he has weight and the light is like right and it looks looks great. But uh, I, I want to watch those again. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I was listening to the commentary, the director's commentary, and they're talking about you know how complicated that night uh, crawler scene intro was just with the the band thing around and the you know sometimes he's cg sometimes he's on wire sometimes the tail cg sometimes he's really there i mean it's like he's mostly really there for a lot of the time but you know obviously they gotta add the smoke and the and you know they had cameras which i, I don't know they probably still use them today but where the um, where they put in an element from like a stage, um, in into uh, another stage where, like, like putting a person who's not there um, into mm-hmm. a scene where the camera moves. You have to have a camera that tracks motion, so mm-hmm. so that you get the same camera movement, so that you can put them in. But, but like all that shit was really complicated. Um, I bet it was. But but it's, it's oh, yeah. at the same time. What's really uh, I do appreciate is 
it, part of it it's because of budget but it does feel really grounded um like the the ice scene when when the ice man creates the block between Wolverine and Striker like that's real ice that they had to get and they had to fill it with some shit that would make it explode and that's Uh-oh. that's like a like a day you know like okay we got to get the ice and they bef- you know got to get this shit done before it melts set up all the lighting so that you see the silhouettes um whereas nowadays i feel like it'd be really easy to just do it all cg and it, you lose something when you do that too much. Um, no, nope. practical it, effects always look so much better. <laughs> I, I think so personally. Yeah, and that's uh, what I appreciated about Logan. I, I think I think Logan really has a lot of. I think it owes a lot to this movie, not just because it's the start of Wolverine. It's part of the beginning of Wolverine's journey with X Men, but. You know, just nuance and character and shit like that. Oh, mm-hmm. gotta see it, Lionel. <laughs> Please. Yeah, it's really, we've been talking about it a lot. There's, it's it's a really good movie. Yeah, that I think I might have sent you guys some shit, or I saw a while ago where some people were talking about Oscar buzz, or I think Ryan Reynolds saw something and like made an offhand comment about Oscar buzz, but I, I really think that this is... Uh, I'm going to be pissed if this isn't nominated for, like, several Oscars. It better. My God, it better. So much good stuff but, uh, in there. Not to hype it up. <laughs> no, no. Judge for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be like Joe. Actually, enjoy the movie. Well, if we've established anything, is that it can happen to anybody. <laughs> Just, uh... You know, uh, give give things a second chance. I guess if if there's a moral to this story, it's that. You know what? I think what I'm gonna do is I'm probably gonna watch. I'll watch this like I'll watch this again, and then I'll watch the third movie right after. Because you guys said the phoenixes, and I want to see what they do to that. because <laughs> oh. I'm curious. Yeah, now. yeah. I just, I just do know. to it. Do yeah. To it. I I just. Yeah. Maybe I really like. <laughs> You know what the the real test will be is after my my girlfriend was like oh I wonder where Pyro's gonna go and so she was mm-hmm. kind of interested I, I I'll show her X Men three and I really wonder what she's gonna think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did she see did you did you watch the first one with her like the, has she seen that one yet well or only the second only the second one we we did we watched it after because we were. She wanted to watch something. I, she was like suggested the Dark Knight, and I was like, "You haven't seen X Men too? Like, I've been kind of wanting to watch that, so we watched it, and then we watched, and then she was into it. She liked it, and I, and I was glad that I picked that one. But then I got kind of got curious if to see mm. if X Men. To me, the first X Men is kind of like Star Wars, like A New Hope. <laughs> it's sort of yeah. like really cheesy, but there's a lot of like you forget mm-hmm. all of the really good shit that's in there, like the trench run. <laughs> um, yeah. But the first yeah. X Men, we talked about it earlier, but you know the scene where he turns all the guns on all the the cops. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's, there's really that was awesome. Cool. And, and like the fucking bullet slowly drilling into that guy's head. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. 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 But, but like, I, I, 
some of the writing is corny and the I, I was never a fan of the plot of like him mm-hmm. going into the Statue of Liberty to turn everybody into mutants so that was weird um, I appreciated it I, I appreciate it. It was the execution that bothered me. I thought it was. Silly. Yeah, it's it's executed more like a, I don't know, like a like a 50s movie or something. It was. <laughs> yeah. Over <laughs> the top diabolical. Yeah. Well, it was just but, like uh, I didn't. I, li- I, I like that element of Magneto trying to find a way that doesn't involve genocide. Yeah, it's not even like he, he was trying to find a way to save them. It's like I want you to see. I want you to know. I want you to understand what it's like to be me. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. But, uh... But then it kind of serves both masters in that. It's like, okay, this way I get rid of all the humans, and that guy can stay on Charles' good side by not murdering everybody. <laughs> which is, an, <laughs> which is it's funny, because I wonder if you could consider that, like, a, some character development between the two films where maybe not but it leads up to that it's kind of neat um yeah magneto kind of has like weird points like that like there was yeah. a point in the comic books where he straight up took over the running of uh, xavier's school mm-hmm. and um i think like currently in the comic books he's working alongside cyclops and he's like the least evil of the two <laughs> mm. Um, <laughs> that's weird. Uh, you know, then there's also the point, you know, the whole asteroid M element where it's just like, okay, fuck it. I'm, I'm taking all the mutants with me back to Africa. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> Screw these humans and their human ways. Yeah. Oh, I, another, this is, I, I wanted to bring this up earlier, but I, I didn't. It was, uh, just to kind of touch on like the, the context and hindsight thing. I think it's, you meet certain people it, like if you ever meet like random people who are like oh yeah I, I like Star Trek and you ask them if they've seen the original series that's kind of mm-hmm. a lot of times what you hear is like oh I couldn't take it seriously mm-hmm. and that that kind of to me says a lot about people's expectations or, or what they're willing to kind of put up with that um, changes over the years because I think the people who are watching the movies now are going to say that about Next Generation, and you really you see it really hard with Batman. Hmm. Well, no, I, I like, just... like try and get someone who watched the uh, the Dark Knight trilogy to look at that '80s Batman movie. They'll probably call it clown shoes the same way someone who came up on the '80s movie called the '60s series. Yeah, well, I think a lot of people still appreciate Batman, but but yeah, like the original Star Trek, is, it's super. It's kind of like what happened here. It's super smart and very character driven, and kind of has all these crazy concepts that they float around. But it, it's kind of for some, for a lot of people, it's hard to really get past like the cardboard sets. Uh, even though I think a lot of that shit looks really good for the time. Um, yeah, but sometimes it's for a lot of people. It's like they just can't divorce themselves from from the context and like focus on the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that. I mean that totally described me in this particular situation. I mean I can 
I'm fine with all that stuff as long as I know what I'm getting. <laughs> that was the only problem. As long as I, yeah. yeah, as long as I know what I'm getting when I'm going into it. I like, for instance, like Star Wars. You know, yeah, there was a lot of, <laughs> you know, things there. Like, like you were just saying, but man, if you really think about the stuff that George Lucas was doing back then, special effects wise, it's mind blowing. Yeah. All the stuff that he was able to do, and it's just like just the appreciation of just knowing that with what what little he had to work with what he was able to achieve it's well, just, yeah. like, wow a lot of the stuff that looks amazing is more due to creativity than yeah. um, budget or maybe even like technical expertise which was you know that was his big being on the cutting edge was eventually his downfall like he, he used yeah. what was available at the time to the best that he could and then, you know, trying to do it again in the 90s, he did the same thing, and it lost the magic. It really did. Because the technology yeah. wasn't ready. Yeah, God, it did. Also, his directing <laughs> skills are very bad. <laughs> and, well, and from a writing standpoint, he's got a really bad habit of over-explaining shit. Mm-hmm. He's got that Kojima thing. I didn't need to know the answer to this. I don't care about <laughs> It's like... Midichlorians. Like, I I didn't even ask the question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But a million fanboys need to know. But yeah. Well, needed everyone to know is the way it really worked. Yeah. Because he kept doing it even after uh, everyone said stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. I guess in, in conclusion, I don't know if we'll ever talk about Black Hawk Down. Oh. <laughs> um, if we do that, it's got to be on a night where I can drink, because that's the only way I'm getting through that movie. <laughs> well, then we're never going to do it, because that would be... Oh. I, I wouldn't want to have that conversation with you drunk. No. I'm not going to be... No, no, it's, it's not so I can be belligerent. It's... Uh... <laughs> A, just so I can like hang in there without rage quitting, God, and actually really... and, and actually be a bit jovial while we're watching it. God damn, you really hate that movie, don't you? <laughs> wow, jeez, okay. that shit made me mad. Wow, <laughs> when was the last time you watched it? Huh. Uh, oh, it was maybe close to it. Uh, let's see. Remember, a decade would only be two thousand seven. <laughs> oh, was, right. Yeah, yeah, it's it was. I was still Sacramento. Um, yeah, I can't remember out of high school or not. That's closer to like fifteen years ago. <laughs> oh, um, I just oh, God, yeah. It's yeah. like it made me mad, and then when I came to understand why it made me mad, it just like infuriated me further. I bet maybe I need to. What? <laughs> well, so see, I kind of want to try to explain it to you, but yeah. I feel like maybe I ought to save it, and we should do a show. Yeah, yeah, I kind of really want to watch this movie with you now. Like, really, <laughs> really want to watch it with you. You know, it's we not, should. It's not anything complex. No, it's not. You know, we, okay. next time we're all in person, maybe we should do that. Yes, I yes. Uh, I I have a feeling that. I will be drinking. My, my, that's fine. My prediction <laughs> is I bet if we watched it 
together, mm. like, because we're different people now, I bet you would probably appreciate the film but really hate that part of it, and I would probably see what you meant. I mean, I already mm. do see what you mean. But but you haven't felt it yet. <laughs> yeah, I was I wasn't paying attention when I to that when I watched yeah. it. Yeah, because that was. It's like you understand it on a technical level, but you've yet to experience it. Mm-hmm. I think I, I felt. Uh, I think to me it just felt like action movie shit. Like I wasn't paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, I've looked at the real story, and the real story is pretty crazy. But I, I think they made some choices behind the scenes that were. Anyway, we're getting far off topic. <laughs> do we need to do yeah. recommendations? Um, I might as well. It's what we do. Uh, Joe, you got something? Hmm. Oh, I mean, obvious, most obvious one. If you haven't already, go see Logan. There you go. That's <laughs> the most obvious one. Um, besides that, uh. Hmm. You think? What other Marvel move? <laughs> no, that's DC. Never mind. I got nothing. <laughs> Never mind. I, I think just just see Logan. DC stuff if it fits. I was just, you know what? Yeah. So I would say like not the latest Superman movies. Go see the Superman movies with um. Shoot, what's his name? Oh my god, now I feel really bad. Believe? Yes, go see those. Those are all of them. Well, not all of them, but like the first one. First and second one I really enjoyed. Check those out. Those are good superhero movies. Mm. Unlike the latest ones, which are okay. I, I liked Man of Steel. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. I like Man of Steel. I didn't hate that other one as much as everyone else did. <laughs> Batman it's, versus Superman. It's, it's bad. <laughs> I you think, couldn't even think of the name. But I feel like there's I feel like there's salvageable elements <laughs> yeah, there that are. should have been like extracted and put in other movies. Yeah. That's the problem with it. Well see see the, the biggest like one of the biggest problems was they, they fucking had Doomsday in there. That's an entire movie. Oh, God, I hated that so <laughs> no. much. See, the, it's it's like, like, yeah. It, so that got spoiled for me in a trailer. Uh, I know it's mm-hmm. a trailer, but fuck you, that's a spoiler. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm glad they did it because if I saw that in the movie, I'd rage quit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was just weird that they did that. Yeah. I don't. Oh man, pointless. Oh. And why would See, you waste that? that? That's that could have been its own like Fury Road style movie, which is yes. him fighting Doomsday. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that movie is <sighs> the way you feel about X Men Three. I feel about that movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you on that one. That was funky, so many ways. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of a lot of just just why. In that oh, movie. I and also, some, also something kind of weird too. Apparently, the Justice League movie is coming out this year. <laughs> it, it, so they're not even. So they're not going to be speaking of why. Right, so they're not doing the Flash movie. They're not doing the Cyborg movie. They're not doing Aquaman or any of the other like you know how Marvel usually does it. So they're doing the Justice League first, then they're doing those character movies after. This is not so, new news. 
Okay, I, yeah. I know, it's just, it's, it's, I know. big problems that can't weird. slow the fuck down. Yeah. Which is weird. They can't even you? get their fucking... They just Edward. finally finalized their director for the Batman movie. God damn. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. A situation that has, like, the, the star of the movie, like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so much pain. So he, I hope that director redeems him. Although you know, I saw something today that Ben Affleck checked himself into rehab recently. Oh, or he, oh, or he, he just he just came out of it, and so he. Well, no, he seems like he's doing better. He has, he's like, I wanted to show my kids that it's okay to like fail and like do this, but I, I feel like that may have been a little bit a part of. Uh, oh, okay. Him kind of stepping uh, away. That really got to him. That, that we didn't see. Not not that that sent him into rehab, but <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was dealing with alcoholism, yeah. and he was like, "I can't fucking direct shit right now." Mm, okay, you know? that makes a bit more sense. But I'm sure all that all that pressure gets to him too. You know, oh, I got yeah. a lot. Of, got a lot of flack because the whole Batman you thing. Know, <laughs> The man wasn't that bad. He's Jesus, also, he wasn't bad at all. No, he wasn't. People thought it's just like the worst thing ever. It just wasn't that bad. I mean, through it all, he was getting the most compliments. You know, people saying that they want him to direct it, and then being disappointed that he didn't want to direct it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. but the guy that that directed that directed. Ooh, I still have this. Uh, I still have another Planet of the Apes movie to watch. But the the one. Not the one with James Franco, but the one after it that was really good. Uh, Ooh, it, that was a good one. Rise? Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Dawn of the Planet is of the Apes. Dawn or Rise? I can't remember. I, th- I, I think I it's Dawn. I can't remember. They gotta change their naming. But scene. yeah, <laughs> this is this is the one with uh, fucking Commissioner Gordon playing a shit, shitty, shit, shit guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's such yeah. a good movie. That The guy that directed that is directing uh, the, the Batman movie. So, okay, yeah, because uh, like uh, that one was pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. I, I really liked it because they were getting a lot across with uh, through the apes who effectively couldn't talk. Yeah, but bringing it back to recommendations, there's a movie you can watch that has a oh, you know, a sci-fi allegory for uh, social causes and shit. Mm, the um, disenfranchised and all that. Yeah, or, or just you know, kind of being an allegory for a society. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that, that's actually something I feel like the the newer Star Trek films have kind of lost sight of. They're really fun, and I like them a lot, but I, I mm-hmm. they don't quite tackle it like the shows did. So another thing I well, want to recommend is the old Star Trek shows and the Next Generation, especially if you like mm-hmm. Jean Luc Picard. Yeah. Oh yeah. There you go. There's a link there. Next generation. That'll be good for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's all on Netflix too. You can pretty much watch all Next Generation, all the seasons mm-hmm. on Netflix. So, yeah, I think I think they, they got a shit ton of Star Trek on there. I want to say they got uh, original Next Generation, Deep Space, Voyager, if you like that sort of thing. And do they have Enterprise? No, sadly, I wish they I did. Think they, um, I, I think Hulu has Enterprise. I think Enterprise is on there. It is. Oh. I don't start watching that again. I really enjoyed that. Really? Yeah, yeah I liked Enterprise. Yeah. You didn't like it? That's that's because you're a black Joe. No, I didn't see you're, it. You're in that show. Oh. oh, okay. I remember hearing people say they didn't 
weren't too thrilled about it, but mm. people said that about Voyager too, and now people love Voyager. Oh. Well, my mom confirmed for me that Voyager is a bucket of the yuck. Uh, yeah, but you didn't watch it, did you? Well, it, it wasn't so bad that she didn't watch it. It's mm. just like every time Voyager came up, she'd talk about how terrible it was in comparison to everything else. Yeah, I can't imagine it's that bad. But, uh, yeah, I, I do want to see the Enterprise one. I think it is on Netflix. But... Sweet. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, I feel like I should have some recommendations to offer, but my brain is failing me. The X-Men cartoon. Mm. Oh, yeah. X-Men anything. And then listen to our uh, podcast about it. That was a very good episode. There, I I like that one. Also, uh, the cartoon X-Men Evolution, that is also good as well. Yeah. Um, I don't think Mike's a fan, but I can can offer a second recommendation on Evolution. That was pretty good. I just didn't like it because it wasn't the original cartoon. Ah, I see. Mm. I wasn't really a fan of the... They did that thing where, like, the movie comes out and then they revamp things to be a little bit more like the movie, and I kind (laughs) of hate when that happens. Mm. Yeah. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Like, uh, I could sort of appreciate that uh, changing the costumes in the Batman cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, Penguin looks like Returns Penguin, even though he's not supposed to be a mutant. Oh, yeah. I mean, an example of that working really well is the original Batman, Mm -hmm. uh, or the animated series. It takes a a ton of its cues from the Tim Burton movies in it. Mm -hmm. It's really comforting. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Everything about that cartoon is comforting. I love that cartoon so much. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, that's probably what I should be watching right now. It would kind of fit this dreary-ass weather I'm getting. Mm. Is it snowing? Uh, it's snowed a couple times. It's uh, raining and has been had, like... We've had Silent Hill fog the past couple of days. <laughs> mm. I like fog. Poor, poor Silent Hill. Will we ever see another? I don't know. They keep screwing that up. I, I don't know. Oh. We'll see. <laughs> Anything you guys want to say to the audience um, before we do something having to do with this movie? My brain is really gone. Schnickty, 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 schnickt. What the fuck? Uh, don't listen to it. Don't take anything I said seriously. Go see the movie for yourself. <laughs> I promise it's not as bad as our was saying it. I just came into it with the wrong expectations. That's uh, all. Yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Waka waka. <laughs> waka waka, Mr. Man with the plan. Mm. Go watch yeah. Pink in the Brain. Diana <laughs> Maniacs is Pink in the Brain. You know, Maniacs is fine. It's good. Ah. Ah. Good. Uh, you should uh, also watch uh, Freakazoid. Yes, very good show. 
and Earthworm Jim. That was actually a cartoon as well. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Spread the word. Share, like, subscribe. Uh, recommend stuff you'd like us to talk about. That'd be we'll cool. Talk, we'll talk about it. I would love to talk about what Leave you guys want. Leave us wanted. any kind of comment at all on Facebook. Yeah, it would any be feedback. Just let us know you're there. Like us Bad. on Facebook. <laughs> Good. Uh-huh. Oh, dear. Uh, yeah, yeah. Leave us a comment if you want some more of that. Go see we, will pimp, uh, we will pimp Joe out. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn. I All already right. have. Well, He's my best well, trade turner. Oh. Yes, we will We will turn each other out for you, dear listener. That's how <laughs> that's much we love you. If that's what it takes to get likes, I'll do it. <laughs> Just out of the <laughs> bridge jerking off punks for $2 a man just for likes. <laughs> you guys don't want to know what me and Mike will do for subscriptions. God damn. Um, what I'm... Alright, this is going to stop here now. <laughs> <laughs>